0: What do you want to hear? Let's give him a big round of applause. I know I can't hear you, but I know I can pick up what like you're saying, baby. Run! Good
1: evening, ladies and gentlemen, I'm glad to be here. I've been on the road for uh, 10 years, so bear with me while I plaster on a fake smile and plow through this shit one more time. Base!
2: I get dizzy spells, nausea,
3: cold sweats, hot sweats, difficulty breathing, difficulty swallowing, involuntary trembling, dead hands. Run!
0: these conditions. You're making me extremely nervous.
4: But we're still trying to figure out the meaning of that last phrase. So there's nothing to figure out. This man is
0: obviously a psychotic.
2: Instantly, I regret saying that, so I'm going to go ahead and go, but I'm not going to
0: stop
3: yelling because then that'll mean I lost the fight. So I love y'all very much. Peace out.
0: Don't buy wigs that come off at the wrong time. Maury's wigs don't come off, even underwater. And remember, Maury's wigs are tested against hurricane winds. Don't forget about money. You can afford a Maury wig. Price to fit every budget. So call me now and come
5: in for
2: a personalized fitting. Henry, you're a good kid. I've been good to you. You've been good to me. But there's something quite unreasonable
6: going on here.
2: Jim's being an unconscionable ball breaker okay give him eight to five on cleveland look look i i never had to pay the vigorous that he demands am i something special what am i a schmuck on wheels Maury,
0: please you know jimmy you borrowed his money pay him fuck him oh, fuck really? him in a year what are you talking about fuck him in the oh, other year that yeah.
2: son of a bitch did i have a his balls did
7: i did i i could have dropped the dime a million come on, times come on, and then i wouldn't come have come to wait, pay
0: call the cops you're talking crazy stop it now will you you got money for that fucking commercial you <laughs> fucking commercial you don't got my money you don't got my fucking money? Jimmy, he's a <laughs> 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 fucking kid. <You> <laughs> <anybody>. a- <laughs> <laughs> fucking... Let's get down to it, Poppers.
8: Oh yeah, buddies, It's the Ron and Fez show. Ron Bennington, Fez uh Dave, let him know that the phones are still not uh, hooked up. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Ron Bennington, Fez Whatley. The missing Chris Stanley. And the man who was booted from his own team. By the other Yankee fans, East Side Dave McDonald. And I just want to point this out to people like uh, Hard Rock Johnny, Blow Hard Earl. You haven't won a game without Dave McDonald. It seems like the kid was nothing more than a bucket of fucking rabbit uh, feet, but you had no time for him now. You threw him to the streets. And now he finds himself saying, maybe I made the right decision. Dave, did you still watch the game last night? I watched. I just watched with befuddledment,
7: uh, mm-hmm. almost amusement at how, how, how bad Joe Girardi is compared to a man <laughs> like Charlie Manuel. Here's the funny thing. You're laughing. Did you watch the game, Fez? No, I don't watch a bit of
1: it.
8: I hate to say it, but Dave is right. Uh, there seems to be a lot of confusion and coaching a World Series team over there. Panicky Pete. We don't have a... That man is... What is he going to do when the pitchers have to hit?
7: He is tight, baby. <laughs> He's tighter than that <laughs> string the guy walked
8: on in that tightrope movie. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> what, what string? Man on what wire. All right, good news, fuzzy. Mars needs women and we need Mars. And Mars is in here fixing the phones for us.
1: Mars has landed.
8: Here, yeah. Here's the one thing. Dave McDonald called it. He said he
7: would wait to see how Joe Girardi manages this thing. Ron, here is uh, something that I thought was
8: funny. Um, Dave has an amusing the, anecdote.
7: The, the Yankees are up 6-4. Mm-hmm. A.J. Burnett still left in the game. <laughs> David <laughs> wonders why when he le- gets a leadoff hit or walk or whatever it was. Dave's saying to himself, why would this happen? And you know why Dave was saying it? Because four months ago against the Red Sox, the Yankees <laughs> were winning 6 nothing. Girardi left A.J. Burnett in and they lost the game. I wonder where I saw it before. It's already been played out. Girardi doesn't even learn from his mistakes. He's terrible. He's tight. He is going to prevent the Yankees from winning. Is it easier for you now that it's no longer your team? It just feels refreshing re- rooting for the red pinstripes. I mean, yeah. they, they, they started the pinstripes, right? The fills? I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, it just looks so nice on them with the red and the white and the blue. America's team.
8: It is a it is a, a pretty little uniform. You can't get. Although I I will say this, I hate the towels, and I hate the new big red machine. I don't fucking like it. You're not. It's like if some other team starts calling themselves the Steel Curtain, the new Steel <laughs> Curtain. You can't do that. Um. I don't know what it is about baseball. Did you you didn't watch even an inning last night?
1: No, I don't watch a single pitch of it. What do you watch instead? I watched uh, Flash Forward last hmm. night. And did they? Uh yeah, again.
8: Okay. Uh I will say this, Fez. Now, the Yankees are playing, the Phillies aren't playing. Remember yesterday I was bragging about it being my day off? Oh sure. It wasn't for some reason. I felt just as tense watching that game. Found myself uh, pulling for the team that I'm going to be rooting against—it's—I don't know what it is about this sport. It just sets up a constant uh, stress thing.
7: I think that is the beauty of baseball. It just—it's made to make you suffer. I mean, your best hitter is going to get out seven times out of ten. That's your best hitter, right? You know, so
8: you're made. You're if if you're one of these guys who always needs things going their way, don't watch baseball. And here's the other bad thing, though. Their worst hitter is not a guarantee. Their worst hitter can still poke a fucking two-run single. It drives you fucking crazy to watch this game.
1: I thought baseball was supposed to be a nice, relaxing sport. You always hear about a nice day out at the ballpark.
8: Yes, that's not the playoffs. That is June 3rd, nice day out at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. August 14th, nice day at the, at the ballpark. When you get into what I like to call Rocktober, where the rock starts coming down, it becomes a little more of a hassle. So even Mars can't fix these phones today. Mars is working on it, but he can't fix them. It's beyond him. Yeah. Yeah, I see these little letters are up there now. Just the crazy letters are up. I know you're not trying to actually spell things.
1: Either that or someone from Venus is calling.
8: We will be with you in just a few moments. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, um, do you know how Dave always brags about um, his Yankee parents and the way his parents are? Do you still have the text that you got from your dad? Yeah, I'll I'll run into you. Uh, Yeah, bring it in to me. And I will read the text that his dad sent out, I believe, to... All the boys yesterday. All the boys in the family get a mass text uh from Dave McDonald's uh I'll just leave it as uh, alleged biological father. But you can see why Davy Mac is the way he is. Alright, this uh says this uh No, this isn't from your father. This one's from your brother. I don't know who he's saying congr- uh, I don't know who your brother was saying. Congrats to. <laughs> the other... <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're all what
5: Drunk. I don't know.
7: Well, let's just say that the family's got a lot in common
8: uh basically, I'll just do it for you, Dave oh, since go. you can't seem to find it. so this comes from his father It says that now this.
7: They have the same email, by the way. That was
8: really smart. Your name is Patrick McDonald. You both share it. Uh, his dad writes out, Hooray for the Phillies. My team in 1950. <laughs> Puddin' Jones, Richie Ashburn, Del Ennis, Dick Sizzler, Granny Hammer, Robin Roberts, and Kurt Simmons, to name a few. I don't understand why... This would be his team in nineteen fifty <laughs> because in nineteen fifty, Fezzi, this is the Wiz Kids that he's talking about. Okay. I know you don't follow sports, but this is the uh the this is the Wiz Kids. The WizKids that year were the won the pennant for the National League and played against the Yankees. So there his dad is as a young boy rooting against the Yankees, much like Dave is doing right now. Like father like son, baby. I guess he he, he liked,
7: I, I suppose he was uh, into the Wiz Kids. Yeah, he, he was a Philly fan. Something about that
8: red uniform. Now, this is interesting. Uh, Opie said to me, I'll be cheering for the Phillies. I go against the Yankees. He goes, yeah, I'm a Mets fan. Now, I understand, like, rooting with your division. But it would be very tough for me to ever root for the Mets.
7: I don't understand that at all. In 86, I believe... When I was still a Yankees fan, Ron, Mm -hmm. before I got kicked out, I believe that you know Yankees-Red Sox, I pulled for the Mets rather than the Red Sox. I would never pull for a division rival. Division is much more important.
8: I want to hear from Mets fans. If this thing all comes down, who are you going to root for, the Phils or the Yankees? If you're a Mets fan, which way would you flop on this? What about your own lovely wife, Dave? She is a longtime uh, Mets sufferer. She's actually rooting for the um, Yankees. Really? Yeah, and actually I credited her
7: with that because I said division rivals, you you know. But some Mets fans, they do hate the Yankees more than anything else.
8: Well, the Yankees, uh, I don't think anybody understands completely what that would be like to have the team down the street from the most uh, winning this organization in the history of the world. That's got to be really tough. Um Here's uh, Joe. Joe in Indiana. You're on my Yeah, Hey, Ron.
3: Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to talk Dave, but uh, the reason the Yankees lost the Yankees last night is because the Yankees weren't going to win the series in California. They're taking it back to New York. There's more money to be made in this series. Yeah, you don't want
8: to play those games. Uh, I know that people tend to think that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't even believe it for a second. That's not how professionals act at all. Uh, here's Matt in uh, New York City because this thing, you know, a couple of uh, flu kits, and they don't make the series. I mean, all the pressure in the next game is going to be on the Angels. But if they win that, all the pressure falls on the Yankees shoulders uh, because it's game seven. Or are we going to be the guys who blow it? So uh, there's an old saying, Fez, if you don't win six, you won't win seven. The okay. Yankees have got to win this game. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, you're on Ron Fez. Matt, New York City. Hey, Ronnie.
3: Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? Good. Mets fan, true Mets fan. In all honesty, I'd love just an implosion of the stadium while they're both in the uh, while they're both playing.
8: Well, that's not going to happen. You can't. I mean, I'll take that action if you want, but.
3: <laughs> uh, but you know, got got to root for the Yankees. You know, the division rival just doesn't work for me.
8: The division rival doesn't work, but then your whole life, you're you know. Hanging around other Yankees fans who are taunting. Let's face it, oh, you guys get taunted by the Yankees.
5: It's
0: my
2: hell. Yeah,
8: eight uh, six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez, uh, Jason in Texas, you're on a Fez, Jason.
3: Oh yes. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, I'm hoping that the Yankees Angel Series goes seven. Both teams have to fly into New York at the same time, and the plays collide in midair. All right, All right but a... that's
8: not going to happen. Who are you going to root for in this game?
3: I'm going to root for the Phillies, sir.
8: 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You almost see that as a person uh, turning on their uh, city. Yeah. I mean, what, what, be loyal. But as a Phillies fan, Dave, yeah, would you right. be able to root for the old Philadelphia A's and Connie Mack? Would you back Connie Mack and his Philadelphia A's? I mean, a's? if
7: Mr. Mack put a good squad together, yeah. maybe, you know,
8: I could see how it played out. That's and, all. And back when people used to dress to manage you. Uh, all right, let's talk to uh, the Z-Man who wrote to me last night, again, about the Skanks, the New York Skanks. How are you, Z-Man? Good,
3: dude. You know what? For anybody that thinks baseball is boring... Last night was the ultimate proof that it's an amazing game, and especially the playoffs. I mean, I was listening outside on a radio, smoking a cigar, because you know what a beautiful evening it was. And I wasn't even watching it. Did Z-Man? Even...
8: What? Mets or, uh, Mets or Yankees.
3: Oh, you got to go with that. No, uh, Mets? Are you kidding?
8: A... I, mean, I mean, Yankees are Phil's in this. Uh,
3: oh, Phil's all away. Yeah, and the way. And the reason is, when you grow up a Mets fan, you hate the Yankees more than death itself. And you hate George Steinbrenner and everything the fucking
8: scumbag ever did, so Dude. See this, all right, thanks Dude. a lot, see. Uh so it's going back and forth here, but this also sets up an interesting thing. If you take a guy like uh Pitsy, who was best buddies best giants buddies with Dave, and then baseball season comes, you turn from each other. Dave and Earl would be on the same side with baseball, but when football season comes you turn on each other.
7: Yeah, well, I was the only one I felt who did it proper. Yankees, Giants, Jets, Mets. I never understand those cross, kind but of like in But when it comes to
8: basketball, you're not with the Knicks. No, True,
7: good point. But I have to be loyal to Jersey somewhere. You know? uh, what about Rangers, uh, Devils? Oh, always Devils. Always Devils. Yeah, so you're not 100% <laughs> there.
8: You're not following all the way along. Um, here's Matt in Jersey. You're on my fez.
3: Hey, buddies! I'm a diehard Mets fan. I'm going to root for the Phillies, because whatever team I root for loses, like
8: Opie. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, six, six, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Six, six, Here's Sean in Georgia. You're on run Fez. Hey, Ronnie. Hey.
3: Yeah. I want to know who Fez is going to be rooting for.
8: Fez is rooting for Flash Forward.
1: And i really really in the marriage between the FBI agent and his surgeon wife works
8: out. Uh, Anthony in Jersey. What's up,
6: Ronnie B?
7: Yeah. Uh, Diehard Mets fan. I am definitely rooting for the Phillies, and it's because I respect the Phillies team.
8: You respect them for the way they put their team together, or? Yeah, I could maybe say it's a little jealousy as a Mets fan that I'm
4: watching this team just you know pretty much romp through the Mets every year, and I'm going, you know what? I,
8: if it comes down to it, and it's the Yankees Phillies, I really think Phillies in five. Eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six. Ron Zero Fez. Uh look at this commercial up on TV. I saw this last night. This is the direct T V thing and it's Tommy Boy with David Spade and of course the old clips and they're doing Fat Guy in a little coat. Uh I gotta admit, this one caught me off guard yeah. a little bit because I'm not using the word tasteless. But it's still uh a little bit raw that we lost Farley.
1: Right, yeah. I mean I don't think enough time is spent. What's creepy about like it ten years, Fez. Yeah, but I mean what's creepy about it is David Spade is doing getting paid for a commercial using his dead friend.
8: Um well maybe Farley's people are also getting money too. There's no reason to think that they own the rights to that uh and Farley wouldn't you know be able to get Farley's family wouldn't be able to get paid. Uh where are you on this one, Davy Mack? Um, I actually don't find it tasteless. I just think that David Spade doesn't pull it
7: off because he's a little bit more out of shape than he was. He was really felt back in Tommy Boy days.
8: Oh, well, he was tiny. Exactly. You, can't, you don't stay tiny.
7: Yeah, but his neck is
8: like, he's got like so a So your your problem is more of the fact that he looks older. Yeah, I mean, the hair looks a little older. It just and, looks bad. And vez you think about using it as a dead friend. Yeah.
1: That's how I see it.
8: But what about, uh, is he use them if he goes out and promotes the DVD or, you know? I mean, those guys were kind of partners in a way. Yeah. I mean, this actually keeps Farley's spirit, I think, alive in a w- weird way. I think it's actually a good tribute.
7: It's just that the Charlie Sheen, the Christopher Lloyd DirecTV commercials, they looked good to me. It looked seamless. This one doesn't feel seamless.
8: All right. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, Dutch. Dutch in Brooklyn, you're Manifest.
3: Hey, Roddy, yeah, diehard Mets guy. Listen, I got to go with the Phillies. Uh, the rivalry with the Phillies is pretty new, you know? It's not this long-standing thing. If you're talking Braves, Yankees, you got a little bit more of point, but uh, there's just nothing worse than the Yankees. I was at the game where uh, Clemens threw the bat at Piazza, and ever since then, it's just like... It's
8: been an actual hate. It's moved over into hate. I mean, By the I way, mean, that was one of my favorite things that's ever happened in uh, baseball. Uh, John and P.A.
3: Yeah, hey, Ronnie Feds. Yeah, I'm a diehard Mets fan. My son's a Yankee fan. I can't believe that Dave's rooting for the Phillies. He's a freaking retard.
8: Well, the thing is, is Dave uh, lives right on the line.
5: Yeah, I know. He was with the
8: Yankees and was pushed out by the other Yankee
7: fans. This wasn't a voluntary decision. These, quote-unquote, Yankee fans... Fucking excommunicated me just because I wanted to tell them that, you know, uh the laws of gravity. I feel like Galileo.
8: <laughs> well, Galileo had nothing
7: to do well, whoever with it was. the laws of gravity. Well, yeah, you're right with the Galileo. It's the gravity. Right. But the Galileo, that's the way I feel. I mean... And they're the Catholic Church? They're the Church. And the the the, the point is, I was on the line. Ron's right. One of these teams, they could have attached themselves to my star. Yeah. And, and instead... The Yankee fans decide to black hole me. The Yankees have not won a game without you. No, they haven't. And all, Ronnie, I'm sorry, but I, I didn't realize it was a crime to criticize our manager when he makes fucking
8: bonehead mistakes. Mike in New York, you're my fez.
3: Hey, Ronnie, I'm a huge Yankees fan, but I got to tell you, I think the Angels are going to beat the Yankees and then sweep the Phillies. They're playing for a dead guy.
8: Uh, you think they're going to win two in New York?
3: Uh, you know, Ronnie, I'm a huge Yankees fan, like I said, but I think they're gonna do it. They got the dead guy
8: on their side, and they're the Angels. Come on. Uh, let's face something. Uh, Philadelphia also has a dead guy. That's right.
7: H K. Baby, that's true. It 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 could be the uh, the uh, rest in peace World Series. You never know. I mean, I don't think they'll go with that as a marketing campaign. Don't get yourself. They're wearing the H K on their uniforms. And the other guy's were 34 for Aiden Hart, who was killed in that drunk driving
8: accident. So. Yeah, we got to get the Yankees out of this. They don't belong there.
7: And actually, historically, the Yankees did do better when they had like an illness. If you recall, in 96, Joe Torre's brother had the cancer. Oh, that was great. And then remember in 98, no, 99, I think Paul
8: Neal's dad died. Um, it's great to play for somebody's dead relative, though. <laughs> That's nice. Um, and we're doing, we're dedicating uh, ourselves too, Fez. Oh, we are? To your deceased sense of humor. Oh. See what I did there? Yeah. I made a little joke you, myself. You turned it on me. But in a good way. You see how we all, <laughs> we're getting a big laugh out of it? Mm-hmm. I'm not. Oh. I'm actually a little disappointed. Uh, any, any of you guys actually talked to uh, Chris Stanley today? Uh, I talked to him this morning. How's he doing? Uh, he sounded it, it was.
7: He sounded rough. So uh, you know he's in
8: over his head, isn't he? this Yeah. Kid?
7: So I just said, "Hey, listen, I'm with you."
8: You know. Well, good that, though.
7: In my head. <laughs> in my head, I'm there.
8: You called
1: him this morning to ask where the stapler was.
8: <laughs> it was really?
7: lost. I the the office is a mess.
8: But then fucking clean it up. Seriously, I even though I've never been to our <laughs> office, I despise a dirty office. All right.
7: I guess I could have found another stapler somewhere. It Fez, why do you, when did you start running such a loose ship? It, this ship, uh, the tidiness
1: thing, I I can get that office cleaned up, and then it explodes again the next day.
8: Rich in Long Island, you're on run Fez.
3: Yes. Good morning, gentlemen and Dave. Ma'am?
8: And you're gone. Oh, everybody just went out. The entire board went down. I can't hear you, Dave. Paranoid song? Are we all out, there or is it the... Uh... the uh,
7: it, it's not just from your side. Our side, every fucking thing just went crazy.
8: Is Mars still here?
7: Yeah, he is. He's, he's got to get his ass back here. All right. Uh-
0: Someone needs to fix these phones So Rod and Fez can do their show Every fucking time they get something good going the motherfucking telephones keep on blowing up every fucking time they get something good going. The motherfucking telephones keep on blowing up. Why won't we get The telephones. Why won't we get? Why won't we get? How can you build a pyramid without the callers calling in? How can you give out the big ass prize? Like me, who have no life, who run in
5: this show
0: on XM Radio. Run in this show on XM Radio.
8: All right, try the phones again for us, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, remember when we were just at XM and we used to hate serious? Mm-hmm. We would hate their guts? Oh, yeah. Why hasn't that changed? Why haven't we all thought now we're one family? Emotions run deep. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with emotions. I think it's uh, pure logic. It's the logical thing to do. Yes, I think we've got our phones uh, back up. And uh, here is Kevin MPA. You're on my face.
4: Hey, guys. What's going on? Listen, Ronnie, you're, you're going to love this one. I'm a, a lifelong Yankee fan. I moved out here to Pennsylvania about two
1: years ago. I am getting death threats at my job from these Philly fans. They hate me this week.
8: Yeah, well, you know it's very funny. I was um, down the. Uh, I went to a restaurant yesterday, and a guy was wearing a, a couple guys were wearing Yankee caps, and I'm like, "Why are they gonna start this?" And it <laughs> dawned on me, you know, that's their team. I'm in their hometown. They're really not trying to start uh, trouble. I was at this uh, little park yesterday, Fez, the one that they do the, uh, the. Fashion Weekend, Bryant Park.
1: Bryant Park, right? Are, are you familiar with it? I know where Bryant Park is. Yes.
8: Is your dream to make it to Bryant Park one day?
1: I just want to make it to Fashion Week. Be one of the top three, showing my line.
8: No, I've never been there for Fashion Week, uh, but I will tell you this: it doesn't look uh, big enough. It doesn't look that large. I don't know how they get away with it. Yeah, and
1: then they put just put a big tent over Bryant Park.
8: Oh. I forgot to tell you, I had a really nice uh, celebrity sighting there yesterday. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have uh, you and Dave go against each other. Mono a mano. Okay. Uh, you can do the 20 questions. Go ahead and start it off. Is it a male? Uh, it is. Dave?
7: Is he a white person?
8: Yes. Actor? Yes.
7: Is he a, also Is he an athlete? No uh known
1: for comedy
7: mm, yes is he a talk show
1: host no uh known for movies yes is he under fifty mm, yes um is he uh married
7: no okay is he uh was he ever in an oscar nominated uh, no. best picture movie oh
1: um, did he have a movie out this year? No.
7: Um, is he also a, um, a businessman?
8: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. I don't know his personal life that well. I was going to say Trump. <laughs> it's an actor. Okay, no. Actor? Uh, yeah.
7: Uh, that's why, I, th- that yeah, I'm trying to figure out that yeah. the leading man? Mm, no. Not the way that you guys are thinking of it. Okay. Oh, um, when you said yeah, is it the Arquette person
8: who no. changed their sex? Shit, no. Um, let's, nice, nice guess.
1: Let's see here. Is it uh, dark-haired? No.
7: Okay. Um, w- did he ever put out an album?
8: Yes.
1: Uh, comedy album? No. Rock and roll? Yes. Level. Is. Um, let's see, did he have a hit off of this album?
8: Uh, no. Was he, did he ever have a show, on a, no. a TV show? Oh, he, well, kind of, yes, but don't get caught up in that. Okay.
1: Wow. Um, and under 50, um, is he, is he performing somewhere, does he have something out right now? No.
7: Oh, um, is he, uh, does he have facial hair? No. Would he be considered tall? No. Tiny man. Tiny man. Mm. Is he, oh, was, did, 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 did he do impressions? Was, no. He, oh.
8: Was he ever on Saturday Night Live? No. See, here's where I think you guys got caught up. You never went any further with when I said, yeah, actor, but why was I doing that? I, I know. There was, there's something fishy about that. There's something more.
7: I know. I understand that. I feel like with, with did, actor, and then you said, yeah, so then I would say, um, actor, is he a director?
1: Yes. Fuck. All right. I was going to ask a writer, too.
7: Yes. Is he at Burns?
1: No. Mm-hmm. Is it? I was going to say it Norton. No. You guys just want to quit?
7: No, no, you no, no, give no. Up? No, no. You get, uh, you get one each. Oh gee. Okay. Is it Spike Jones?
8: No.
1: Damn it. Is it um, Wes Anderson?
8: No. It is the performer, writer, and director of Hedvig and the Angry Inch mister John Cameron Mitchell. Wow. Now here's the surprising thing. Salt and pepper hair. Very greying.
1: That does surprise me.
8: Very greying. And uh with a younger guy. Neither one of them very stylish. Kinda dirty jeans, jacket. Very surprising. Very surprising. Uh, here's a Shooter in Philly. You're on Runa
3: Hey, buddies. Yeah. Uh question for you. The, the Phillies and, and uh, Philadelphia fans are typically uh, pretty harsh with the opposing team's fans. I'm just wondering how you think they're going to react when a Yankees fan turns around and punches them in the mouth for saying something.
8: Uh, first of all, the Yankee fans that are the tough guy fans will not be there. It'll be corporate people. And the Philly fans that are tough guy fans will not be th- there. It will be corporate people. So you will see a lot of people waving towels and wearing jackets that are not the true hardcore fans of either team. just doesn't happen. doesn't happen at the stadiums this time of year. Uh, here is Frank. Frank, you're on a Fez. Hey,
3: Ronnie. How you doing? Good. Listen, hey, I'm a huge Yankee fan. Would never root for the Red Sox. But, you know, if you look at a Nuts fan like your little brother. You can pick on him and ride him. But don't let anybody else do it. Never root against the Mets. So here's the
8: funny thing there. If you're the Mets, do you want to be thought of as a little brother? That's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Rich, in Long Island, you're on Hello, Ronnie. Yes, sir.
3: Um, longtime Mets fan just cannot stand the Yankees. Cannot stand them.
8: Despise them.
3: Despise
8: them. Hate them and all their fans.
3: What's
8: that? Hate them and all their fans. I
3: don't hate all their fans. I, I really, I, you know what? I like the uh, players personally. I wish we could have some of them. I definitely admire their athleticism. I just don't like the organization.
8: He, here's what gets to me, Fez. Dave lives right there on the line in uh, New Jersey. It's just about the same drive for him to either stadium. Why can't he have two teams? Why do we have these this loyalty to our sports teams and nothing else? No one is going to th- stick with, let's say, Burt Reynolds or Charlie Daniels through thick <laughs> and thin. Am I correct? If, if you happen to like Aerosmith and they start making bad music, you're like, I used to be a fan. Now I'm not anymore. Why can't you do this with your sports team?
1: With sports teams, it feels like you are trying to you are you are looking to win wherever you can. Instead of sticking with one team, you are trying to pad your stats to get a win.
8: But what's wrong with that? Why would it be such a bad thing to try to find joy in your life? You see what I am saying? Why mm-hmm. only when it comes to sports? Are, are, are you turning your back on Marty Scorsese if you happen to like a Quentin Tarantino film? Do you feel like oh now I'm being mean to Marty? Uh, what is why why in life is it not a smart thing to find enjoyment wherever you find it? And Dave, this is the problem you have with the Yankee fans. Okay. That's where they're rough on you. You're getting a um you're getting some enjoyment out of following the Phils. Why are they so angry with you? It's
7: not like... I mean, the Yankees and Phils have
8: never really been rivals. Never. And as far as padding your stats, as Fez is concerned, who keeps stats on what they happen to be rooting for? I don't think anybody sits around going, I've picked the number one grossing movie over the... You know, you don't care about that. But if you happen to like Spider-Man, why can't you like Batman? And and also, it's hypocritical because... You know, my, one of my
7: favorite Phillies, Charlie Hayes, then became a Yankee who then helped them win the World Series in 96.
8: And no one ever sits around saying Charlie Hayes is a backstabber. No.
7: And, they, and Charlie Hayes caught the final ball in game six of the 96 World Series to give the Yanks the win. And I said, that's why I'm a Phillies fan, because Charlie Hayes will always be a Philly to me.
8: Mm, that's true there.
7: See, with the sports, it's a direct competition, though.
8: Not every year. Some years it's a direct competition. Let let's face it. And this year, uh when you used to say, and you jumped off the Bucks bandwagon, but there are some people that are suffering hard this year, you know? Uh the Bucks aren't in direct competition with anyone. You can't say if you happen to go for the Saints, the Bucks are their actual competition. The Bucks haven't shown up this year. So why not enjoy yourself a little bit? Uh eight six six. Run Zero Fez, 866 Run Zero Fez. Here's Dave. Dave, you're on Run a Fez.
3: Okay. If you win every year, what's the fun? So why would you just change teams every year? Look at the Braves in the 90s. Everybody was there in the early 90s. Then no one showed up later.
8: Well, even when everybody was there, they weren't really committed fans in the way that people talk. But to you, it's not fun every year. Why do you get mad to other people that it is fun every year? If they happen to pick a hot team, um, let, let's face it: a lot of the Patriots fans around the country are going to be disappearing as this team starts to get back into where you know, not exactly a um, a lock to win it all. Uh, here is uh, Jack Jack here, I'm on a fez.
3: Hey, fellas! Um, I, I totally agree. You can have two teams in baseball because there's two leagues. But should they ever meet in the World Series, you got to pick one. And I don't think you could really call yourself a fan again.
8: All right, so you think uh, Dave was fine to have a National League team and fine to have an American League team, and this freak of nature happened. And before he was able to choose, the Yankees fans turned on him and actually kicked him out of uh, the Yankee um, background.
7: Premeditatedly, because mm. remember, I said yesterday on the air,
8: I, I will pick next week, and then I get all these, dare I say, death threats. Uh, No, those are death threats against you. Death you don't threats. even have to sit there and allege it on that. Yeah. Blow hard. He threatened me. Earl My life. and Hard Rock Johnny want you dead. Dead. Uh, <laughs> they want to burn your house down and then piss on the ashes,
3: because <laughs> each of them uh. has told
8: me that. Todd in Detroit, you're on Running Fez.
3: Hey, running a great show. Yeah, it is. So, Ryan, the difference between a rock band and, uh, say, a sports team is the fact that a a sports team changes their roster about every 15 minutes. Right. So there would
8: be even less of a reason to be loyal to a sports team because they'll get rid of your quarterback. They'll get rid of your tight end. They'll get rid of the starting guard. They'll get rid of your shortstop. They'll throw them out in the street. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, here's Jimmy James, JJ. You're on the Run of Fez show.
3: Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, I just wanted to say the reason you don't back like a rock band or a director the same way is because you only see the finished products You know, when you have a team, you can't, you're seeing every every day every day's you know trials and tribulations. It'd be like just you know you, you wouldn't be as much of a fan if at the end of the year you looked and you saw oh they went you know 38 and 72 whatever. You know, it's easier to separate yourself from that. The way you would with a movie, but when you're seeing it every single day, and you're, you're pulling your hair out with them, you know, that's where the loyalty comes from. So
8: you're more loyal to a general manager than you are a, a team itself?
3: Uh, unfortunately,
8: yeah. Kind of your real that, like... loyalty is the corporation, which seems crazy. This would be like, you know, rooting for NBC or Paramount Pictures. It's almost fucking uh, soulless. When you uh, think about it that way. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Matt in Philly. Matt, you're on my fez.
3: Hey, Ron. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, I'm a, I'm a proud Philadelphia Phillies fan, and I just want to say on behalf of all of the Phillies fans, Dave, we welcome you to our dugout.
8: Look at Dave dancing. The mummer strut.
5: The
3: best part about this, Ronnie? Yeah. Is that his hat matches his hair. He's, he's already got the right color hair. He
8: really does. All he really needs is a brim. He doesn't even need a
7: hat at all. I know. Just put a blue uh, F, uh, P on my head. On my head. I don't even need the hat.
8: Maybe we ought to do that. If the Phil's win this, we'll put the logo right on your forehead.
7: I'm fine. Look at it. This is, this is, Von Hayes is finally getting his ring.
8: Uh, Ryan, you're on Running Fez Show. Hey, what's up, buddy?
7: Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I just want to know this. Not anybody not... 2004 was not that long ago. It's just crazy. This Philly Yankee
3: talk. We, we have to get it done first, man. I, I mean, I was talking to people yesterday, friends of mine, who were like, oh, I'd rather wrap it up at home. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Just get it done.
8: Yeah, the wrapping it up at home is no guarantee, my friend. <laughs> it's the
3: biggest the shit I've
5: ever
8: heard in my life. Let's wrap it up at home. There's no guarantee. <laughs> it was only four years ago, man. And I'll tell you, I mean, when they come out on this, if... Halfway through the game, the Angels are winning, and the Bronx, the pressure on Yankees and Yankees fans is going to be unbearable. It's going to be like having a car on your chest, and it's going to take superhuman strength to push it off you.
1: The city may come apart.
8: Um, Gianni in Boston, you're on a Fed show.
3: Hey, what's up, guys? Um, well, it's it's weird. Like I was a Johnny Damon fan in two thousand four. He gets traded to the Yankees, and then uh, he's dead to me. You know, it's like you can't be a fan. But
8: what if it really wasn't his fault that he left?
3: Well, it's not that it's his fault, but I can't like be a Johnny Damon fan around other Red Sox fans because just oh, what the hell, man? You know. You're, so as soon as
8: he leaves the team, you're done. So you can't have any loyalty to a person, only to a uniform.
3: Yeah, that's it. that's what it's like. I mean, I, I still don't care, but it's like people around Boston. Like it's like you, you like Johnny Damon. You are like pretty much done.
8: And it's got to feel so awful now to see him all shaved and cleaned up and and join the establishment. It's like when your friend becomes a cop, or like if you think there is this really hot chick and you find out she's dating a cop, everything just changes. Ew! Everything that you believe could be right in the world. You're like, Or, like, like. oh, did you hear the good work? news? I'm working for the Bush administration. What? What happened? I'm into
7: Aryan stuff. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of am, but, <laughs> <laughs> but not well, to that degree.
8: So you're going like this. <laughs> well, all right, I still want to fuck you, but it's just not <laughs> as... I don't want to really hang out and cuddle after. <laughs> Uh, Davy Mack pushed away from his team all because he had two teams. Uh, Jason, you're on Rona Fez.
3: Hey, Ron. I love the show. Yeah. So I think you can only have a, be a fan of one team because sports is a lo- like a metaphor for life. And we don't always win in life. We lose and we win. And it's, you know, it's our struggle that makes winning
6: worthwhile. And it's the same when we watch sports.
8: Well, Jason, that is definitely uh, true for you. That is your philosophy, and I get it. I understand it completely. And yet there are other people out there who like to cheer for excellence. If they see a Michael Jordan, uh, if they see a Tom Brady, they're like, this guy is so fantastic, how can I not be happy for him? How can I not want to watch his games? I mean, it's almost crazy when you think there's Tom Brady – I hate him because his home games are in a different state than mine.
1: Well, it feels like your fan, your fandom is like your contribution to the team. So if you're...
8: That that, is right in that case, right? But why wouldn't people be attracted to winners? Instead of you make a contribution to a corporation that happens to be close to where you were born, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just say... When I see excellence in the world, I'll appreciate it would Would you ever say "I don't like a fucking dancer because he's dancing in a different part of the country I mean it's almost insane when uh, or or a painter oh, I don't like Warhol; he's from Pittsburgh, and that's where the pirates are. Fuck Warhol. I mean you would be an insane person if you went to a museum. And someone started screaming about Julian Schnabel turned his back on Texas. So fuck him. I'm not going to like any of his paintings. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Matt in Philly, go ahead, buddy.
4: Hey, Ron, how you doing? Yeah. Uh, just, uh, I was actually talking to my dad about this the other day, and I was I was saying to him, and before the Phillies won the World Series last year, you now I was ready to give up on them because I'm 25 years old. They haven't won a you know, no Philadelphia team would want a championship. And I go, Dad, I mean, you're a diehard Eagles fan, and, you know, how, how do you keep rooting for this team? And he goes, I, I try not to, I try not to, but when I, when they make the playoffs and they're all over the news and on TV, you go, they keep pulling you back in, they keep pulling you back in. And,
8: and again, um, there there is a community thing there. There's a definite uh, community situation. Uh, but as... Blowhard pointed out to us, there's also a 10-year uh, rule. You can't exactly start rooting for the local team until you've been there for 10 years. That's the guy rule. Florida, you're on of Fez.
3: Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, I'm a lifetime Packer fan, but, uh, you know, now I now I watch all the Vikings games. I'm following Favre. You know, why not wish them well for the last couple of
4: years?
8: No. What is wrong with being a Favre fan, Fezzi, and following him around?
1: Well, do you wish him well when he's gonna play the Packers again this season? Yeah, because he he's a Favre fan. Then he's not a Packers fan.
8: Right. That's exactly what we're saying. This is what the conversation has been. Is it why is it such a bad deal to follow individuals or even for that fucking time that they're, that they're performing in excellence, why is that seen, being seen as so bad by regular people? Uh, Chris Sherman Fess.
3: Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. I was a big uh, metals fan back in the day when he was on the Yankees. He gets traded to San Diego. I follow him. I right, watch him there for a while. Then he gets traded to Atlanta. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. This is too much work. I just be a Yankee fan. I could always watch him on my TV. It's just easier that way.
8: So you used to jump around quite a bit.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would trade loyalty and not because I had a favorite player. That guy was my guy. Mm-hmm. But and uh, you know if he's going around, and he's going to become a journeyman. I can't. I can't be. You can't with stick
8: with a journeyman anymore. All right. Here's Pete in San Francisco. You're on Ron Fez.
3: Hey, buddy. So, uh, Ronnie, based on your logic about you know appreciating uh, teams, uh, you know the, around the world and all that kind of stuff around the world. So if you're watching the Olympics and the U.S. is competing, but you don't really think that that person's going to do very well, you're going to cheer for Russia or Mexico or Canada?
8: I think that we fall into a thing, and i got to be very careful as I say this, but Americans normally start when they're out. Let's say you get knocked out, the World Cup. I notice that we start uh, voting white at that point on. But it's really interesting with soccer. I don't because of the great play of Brazil. They're kind of the Yankees of soccer. But I think there's a difference between hating
7: them uh, for their excellence, but then also just generic stuff like Brazil sucks, the Yankees suck. I hate when people say that, like, hey, uh, just because they didn't like Jordan, and they would say Michael Jordan sucks. Well, he clearly doesn't suck.
8: Just say you don't like him because he's that But good. people will say th- that he just sucks, or so the Yankees exactly. suck which makes you doubt that they have any that they're fans of the sport at all. No, they they don't know what they're talking so, about. So like if you're a baseball fan and you're sitting there going, I can't stand to watch Jeter play. I have a tough time believing that you're an actual fan of the sport of baseball. When I
7: was uh, 10 years old, they had these things called starting lineup action figures and they were Black like
0: people are so scared of black
7: people. Big figures. And they were little baseball, but I wanted a pitcher to pitch against them, so I got Clemens. And I hated Roger Clemens, but he was so, he was so fucking awesome, that's who I wanted pitching against, Don Mattingly. I respected how great he was, even though I hated him.
8: Uh, look, let's talk to the blowhard. Hey, blowhard.
3: Hello, guys. Yeah. Um, listen. You know the New York perspective. I think is this, and I can't speak for any other city with multiple teams. Mm. We very very age. You are forced to pick one or the other. Unlike football, where you can be a cowboy fan, we can jump around, or even basketball. Most people are Knicks fans in the city, but when it comes to Yankees Mets, you have to choose whether it's in the schoolyard whether you're hanging out with your family at Christmas, whether it's anywhere, it is the cause uh, of rioting, it's the cause of all right, let the me, fights.
8: L- let me throw this to you, though, Blowhard. Sure. How come everybody in this city allows people like a Billy Crystal, uh, also a Jerry Seinfeld, to go back and forth?
3: Well, that basically is that elitist attitude where, They have access to the seats. They don't have passion. They're wealthy. They can do whatever they want. Now, there are some
8: uh, people like Regis. I will give it to Regis. He's just a pure Yankee fan. Also, the great Paul Simon, pure Yankee fan. Exactly. But some of those guys will go back and forth. And this happened in Chicago where a lot of the Cubs fans said, hey, even though I've been a a Cubs fan for years, I'm going to pull over uh, to the White Sox. Uh, and I'm talking about Mr. John Cusack. Well, Cusa. in
3: my opinion, that means that they're not very serious as fans because it's all about the loyalty. And I think that in New York, when I was growing up, the Yankees had some really, really horrible seasons between 65 and 75. And I knew the Mets were much better. But still, in the schoolyard, somebody would say Tom Sieve is the best. And just being a Yankee fan, I had to say irrationally, of course, Ademeyer was a better pitcher. And you would get into fistfights. It got so passionate. Maybe it's the way down south with football, the way they take their, uh, their football seriously. But when you're a kid in New York City, you can't be in the middle. You can't say... I like both teams because is that why somebody's going to punch you in the mouth. Is that why
8: you guys turned on East Side Dave and forced him out of the Yankee well, fans? Eastside
3: Dave wants to be a candy striper with those uniforms. Let him because, so you know, he's not a serious fan. The, I thought the he colors was. of America. I red, white, and blue. Were, I thought you were a serious fan. But obviously, you but know, it's just bad. all about loyalty. Are you going to jump on the Cowboys if they start winning? I, Maybe. I'll give you Giants. Hey, now, l- let in
8: me there. ask you about this. Let's go to one-sport town. Tampa with Fez Watley. I want to bring you back into this conversation. Uh-huh. You were a gigantic B- Bucks fan, lived and died with them when they were a great team. The second they weren't, you no longer catch all the games. You no longer come in here wearing your Bucks gear. You've put it away. Your passion kind of subsided. With their fucking, when their greatness went away.
1: Right, but I think you can also be
8: critical of the team. Not saying that. I'm saying you're not even critical. You don't live and die with your team now that they stink. You did when they were, you know, a 10 and 6 team, a 12 and 4 team. Oh, every day was you were up and down and, and feeling great or awful. But now, it's no longer a big thing in your life. Well, well, what's happened
1: is when you have like an end like the last season, where they lose four in a row and blow a a championship spot, a playoff spot too, it's hard to get yourself psyched back up again.
8: Right. That's exactly right. So why uh, attack the people who like, I miss being involved with a team? You're no longer involved in a team this year. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you're no longer involved on a daily basis. Some people have to be that way. Now, Blowhard, on the other hand, he can sit there and live and die with the Jets, even during an awful
3: year. Same now, it comes down around. to, I think there's a certain amount of fans in every team that are fair-weathered. Um, when the Yankees became rock stars, you couldn't get a ticket. But believe it or not, you're not going to believe this if I tell you, the Mets were always the bigger draw. Back in the '60s and '70s.
8: Well, yeah, there were great players
3: then. New York is a National League town. I will say that. But until the Yankees became rock stars, not anymore. The generation? No, I'm saying the generation now in the eight people who grew up in the '80s and '90s, who really haven't experienced a lot of the losing, don't recall that the day when Roger Maris was going for the record, the Yankees barely drew twenty thousand people. This was a National League town. And the Mets fans are a little, um, they're like the red-headed stepchild, to put it another way. Because when the Yankees played the Red, when the Red Sox played the Mets in, in 86, I had a dilemma. But it was easily solved because I said, look, I don't care about the Mets. I hate the Red Sox. I want the Mets to win. It didn't have any effect on me. Because it's, but the Mets fans, on the other hand, they feel like the second-class citizen. And that's why all your Mets fans are ignoring the fact that the Phillies are a hated division and enemy. And they're still jealous and they're hateful of the Yankees, which is they're aggressive. hateful of their own neighbors. They basically should be focused on hating the Phillies more because the Phillies are the ones who are going to bitch slap you 18 times during the regular season. Whereas the Yankees, a different league, but because they're so traumatized, the Mets fans, and they're so jealous of the success that they just have to go against the Yankees, and it goes against nature because they should naturally hate. The Phillies, the way I hate the Red Sox. <laughs> the way me being a Jet fan, I hate the Patriots, the Dolphins, etc. And that's the way it works. It's all about passion. It's all about being loyal. Fez doesn't like the Bucks when they're losing. Hey, that's his option. I go see the Jets when they're 1-13, whenever. I've, I've gone through so many horrible seasons with the Knicks. I'm still waiting for pro basketball to return to New York City. Hockey, my Rangers, God, we waited 40 years in 1994. It was gravy when they won. It was the greatest day. So when you, know, when you wait for a team and you, you're with them, the loyalty does pay off most of the time.
8: But here's the weird thing. Those same people uh, like Fez who will disappear, if this fucking Bucks team starts to build themselves back up in another seven, eight years, he's going to be there, and he's going to include himself with the long-suffering fans. Let's go over to Larry in uh, New Orleans. He's got an idea for you, Fez. Okay. Larry.
3: Hey, Fez, If you want to come to be a Saints fan, man, we'll welcome you with open arms. Them Bucks have always sucked.
8: All right, there you go, Fez. You have the opportunity now. Uh, the same as Dave got. Uh, Dave is uh, finally back in a winner in his life. Unfortunately, it's while his other team is winning. We don't see you wearing Bucks stuff anymore. You don't go. You don't watch the games. Right. Um, matter of fact, we're catching you watching a lot of reality TV on Sundays. Maybe you're a Drew Brees guy. And let me bring this up about Drew Brees. How did he not get the nickname Cool? Wouldn't you want to be known as Cool Brees? I'm fucking yeah. serious. That would be the best nickname in sports. And it's fucking lost on them. See, I am not going to cheer for the Saints. I always hated
1: the Saints playing the Bucks. I rooted for the Saints to lose the Katrina season.
8: Yeah, but what you're what what you're without right now is a team. See, you're not backing up your bucks. Maybe you need to jump, Brian in Michigan. You're on a Fez.
3: Yeah, Ronnie B. Fairweather fan. You know, I grew up my whole life a uh, Lions fan. I know it's brutal, but my brother-in-law, he's annoying as shit because one few years ago he was an Eagles fan. The next year he was a Colts fan. Then he was a Patriots fan. So if and when the Lions finally do turn it around, he's not allowed to be a Lions fan anymore in my opinion.
8: And yet he will be.
3: And yet he will be, and that yeah. is
8: so that funny. that's the thing that you guys don't realize. That you don't own fanship. You know, and those people that you're acting like, well, they're scumbags and now they came back. Yeah, they're still enjoying their life though. While you're long suffering, They're still enjoying their life.
1: But how good does that victory feel if you didn't really earn it with your, with your fan support?
8: Um, again, why would, you don't have to earn it. It's up to each person to what they feel like they earned. And you're saying that, Fez, but you're not living and dying with your team every week. You, you have, and I, and you've probably done the right thing. Don't get me wrong. There's no reason for you to sit and suffer for those guys. They destroyed the excellence. There's no reason for you to feel that fucking thing. See, but you're going to go back and act like you lived through all the tough years when they get back again. And really, the only thing that you, that you haven't done is said, I'm a Saints fan.
1: No, I'm not going to say I'm a Saints fan. I won't do it. But I think it's still passionate, even though I'm pissed off at this team that I cheer for. I think I'm still not cheering for him. I think that I, that I always supported. I think it's still passionate if I'm pissed off
8: at him. Pissed off is one thing, but you have disconnected. You're not, you're, you're, you're just becoming one of those people that say, all right, the team sucks or whatever, but you're not watching the games. And in your case, you used to wear straight Buccaneer stuff throughout the winter. There were winners that you never took off the jersey. Right. We haven't seen the jersey this year. Uh, John, John of Dallas, your fez. All
1: right, boys. Here's what it boils down to it's all about values. I value excellence in sports. Therefore, I'm a Brett Favre fan. I also value competition. However, that value is below
3: my value of excellence. So, therefore, when Brett Favre is playing for the Vikings and they're playing the Packers, I'm going to root for Brett. I value excellence in sports. Now, when those two values clash, that's where you have some of those questions. So, if my value of competition was higher than excellence, yeah, you know what?
6: Screw Brett. I'm going for the Packers. There you have it.
8: Uh, Again, how could you say that you were a fan of football? and not sit there and admire Brett Favre for what he's done with his career. It would be impossible to me. Here's David in San Francisco.
3: Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um, so out here, uh, for the interleague
7: games, sometimes you'll see people wearing the double caps, so you got the A's on one side and the Giants
3: on the other. They look like complete fucking tools. I can't even imagine what the response would be in either the stadiums in New York if somebody wore one of those.
8: Yeah, I can't picture that getting over here. But out there are... Are there people that are completely dedicated to baseball, or is it more of a football season? Well, situation? yeah,
7: but it's not like not like New York. I mean, they don't live and die by their teams out here. But, yeah, they're big fans. I mean, you got people that have been living here for a long time. They love the, the Giants.
8: Uh, to me, the biggest baseball fan in, in San Francisco ever was Robert De Niro. I mean, he'd stab a motherfucker to death if they didn't give their number to his favorite player. Uh, here is um, Chris. Chris and... Uh, you're on The run and Show. Hey,
3: what's up, guys? Yeah. Listen, I'm a die-hard Bills fan, right, for like 20 years now. What happens if, you know, your team moves and they go to Toronto? How can, are you know, I'm going to be devastated if I can't root for my team when they're in Toronto in another city. You know, I feel bad for those guys in uh, Baltimore when uh, they went to uh, Indy.
5: Yeah, that
8: was really an embarrassment. And then they, of course, take Cleveland's team, which is, you know, awful. And it's one reason that makes you wonder, what are you a fucking fan of? An an owner? Is it up to what the fucking owner wants to do? And then he can move that team to another fucking city? So what are you really a fan of? I mean, let's face it. All this stuff about fandom and sports, it's just a way of passing time. It's just entertainment, whether you like it or not. It's the fucking circus that's come to town. And you'd have to be a fucking idiot to be a Barnum & Bailey fucking corporation fan. Oh, no. I don't go to the Big Apple Circus. Yeah. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Jimmy in Jersey, you're on RON-FEZ.
4: Hey, what's going on?
7: Um, My buddy is a gigantic Philly fan, all Philly sports fan. It's got to a point with him, and we've been friends for 10 years, I cannot speak to him about sports, period, unless it's about the Phillies. If it doesn't matter who I say, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, any sport,
1: any player, he just screams, fuck them. They suck. It's, it's disgusting. It, we actually can't speak anymore because of it.
8: Yeah, I don't know why you hang out with this guy.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm done. He, it's, it's ridiculous. The other You're day I tried him. to text him and bring up CeCe Sabathia. He told me how terrible he was. I mean, he's, just, he's off the deep end. And, and I've seen it with other Philly fans, too.
8: Here's Eric in Canada. You're in Manifest. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I hear all this talk about, oh, a few bad, a few lean years, a few lean years. Wah, wah, wah.
3: Uh, I've been a Leaf fan my whole life. And uh, <laughs> they haven't won a cup in 40 some odd years. And we are an 0 17 this year. Woohoo, go
6: Leafs. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I continue to cheer like an idiot. Here's so. the weird
8: thing you have a, you cheer for a sport. That doesn't even back your own country. You have a, a, a sport that will, you know, your own sport that chose the U.S. basically over yeah, Canada.
5: Yeah. It's, and way to
8: go
6: Batman, too, yeah. Yeah, That's to me, that is uh, one There's of, no and,
8: I, and I'm not even kidding about this. It comes across as cruel, what the American cities have, have done to the Canadian sport of hockey. It borders on fucking carpet-bagging cruelty. Just what we're gonna inevitably
7: do to their country, anyway. I give them twenty
1: years. I hope years. they do
8: it to us. I hope <laughs> they it. suck us dry.
1: Start with the Bills and take all our NFL teams.
8: Not mine. I want the Giants. You won't feel bad if the fucking Bills leave Buffalo, and those people who cared about that team for so long. I really, I really find that it's just so fucking distasteful. Um, here's uh, Tyler. Tyler in Pittsburgh. You're on Run Fez.
3: Hi, uh, how you doing, Ron Fez and Baby? Hello. What can we do for you, buddy? Uh, yeah, I was um, I was wondering. I'm a I'm not a Pirates fan, but you know we've had 18 losing seasons or 17, sorry. Um, would it be bad to actually, if they had a winning season, to start liking them?
1: Fezzy, what do you Here say to that? If you're in Pittsburgh and you are there with the team, yes, you can. You have. But he I mean, hasn't
8: been there with the team. He has not been w- there with the team all those years, right? Right. And now he's saying, if the Pirates fucking suddenly catch a wave, is it wrong for you to start putting on Pirate fucking hats and waving the ba- uh, pennant? Davey Mac. Um, no, it's not wrong. Go for it. Fezzy. I would say that's
1: probably wrong. Based Go on pen. what? That, you know, you're just jumping on when it's convenient for you, but when what, it works for you.
8: But you're what not- is, but is wrong with it? And you you know, because uh, I live down in Tampa, they had no fans. They had the There were more Dolphin fans living in the Tampa Bay area than there were Bucs fans. The team gets hot in the late 90s. Suddenly, you see flags in people's yards that never had it before. Now the team blows again, and they're back to selling their season tickets to the other people. So it does happen more than not. And quite frankly, why would you support an owner who fucking doesn't seem to give a shit himself? What are you wearing that uh, shirt for? All right, we got it. A- T shirts, by the way, are hating the sports talk. Oh, they're furious with the sports talk. Tough
7: toenails. That's, I know it's in an XL channel, but my grandma used to say tough toenails.
8: But why don't we do this? Throughout the series, we'll occasionally play Raise the Fist of the Metal <laughs> Child. Okay. Just for the black t-shirts. So they can have some soft toenails. Uh, Fuzzy, there's something uh, on your mind that uh, you wanted to talk about. And you said that is the Weather Channel.
1: Yeah, the Weather Channel are going to start changing up some of their programming.
8: We'll talk about that when we get back. It's the Run and Fez Show.
0: What the hell does that mean?
6: That means whatever the hell you want it to mean.
0: You're saying
3: you want a piece of me?
9: I can drop you like a bag of dirt.
0: You want a piece of me? (laughs) You got it!
1: Back with the Rod and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You can always email us at Fez at AOL.com. And there is the 202 Friends page on Twitter.com. All
8: right, Buzzy, the Weather Channel uh, is tired of weather on the ones. They started doing weather documentaries and having uh, great, great success with them. Mm -hmm. The uh, Killer Storm series, the When Weather Turns Bad, suddenly had people watching the Weather Channel. Now they're taking it up a notch and playing Hollywood movies where weather plays a big part of it.
1: Yeah, I think it's a little too much. I think they're searching for programming a little too much here.
8: Well, let's face it. They have done a terrific job with this station over the years. Nobody thought an all-weather channel uh, could win. But then you find out in the summer we get a hurricane. Everybody wants to watch the weather channel. Uh, And then, so they went, well, how do we make hurricanes work? Let's show hurricanes when they're not any hurricanes at all. And now we're going to be watching stuff like uh, Perfect Storm, fantastic weather movie. I assume Twister will make its way in. It's got to be, right? Um, I'd also go Wizard of Oz. I think if they were thinking, Wizard of Oz and the giant Twister Uh, you're not going to be able to beat that. It just
1: seems like it's like an MTV move where we're music television, but we're getting away from music until there's no music anymore.
8: Yeah, there is some, there's some truth to that because it works. It's what makes more money. The MTV thing that you think, see, is not being a success. Uh, it's a five billion dollar station now. I think the thing was worth 300 million. When it started, or or even less.
1: Now, I know one of the films they're going to show is Misery, and that's because James... Women? K- uh, no.
8: She was having a period time of the month, draw the moon?
1: That's because James Caan gets caught in a blinding snowstorm at the beginning of that film.
8: All right. It
1: seems like a stretch
8: to me, Ronnie. There's weather in that film.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, there's weather in every movie that shows the outside. The outdoors. Then
8: they're all ready for the Weather Channel.
1: The great outdoors. You could show that. There's that horrible storm at the end where the little girls get caught in the bear cave.
8: Now you're thinking. Now you're starting to think a little bit. It's too much of a stretch. Too much for what reason? Because... You... Well, the only, the only problem with this is that we've all seen Perfect Storm. You know, uh, you saw it at the theaters. You saw it on DVD. Mm-hmm. You saw it on HBO. You saw it on TBS. By the time it gets to the Weather Channel, uh, who needs it anymore? That's the biggest problem. They need some made for TV
7: weather movies. Well, then I guess this one's out, but Seven, it's always raining. I always think of Seven as almost a weather movie.
8: Until the last, last scene. scene. The last scene. Then for some reason, you find out New York City is on the desert. Because, <laughs> you know, it felt like, all right, where are you driving out? To North Jersey or Long Island? But no, you were deep in the California desert somewhere. That they should strange. just
1: call it seven-day
8: forecast. Uh, Nick, Nick, you're on the Run of Fez show.
3: They're definitely going to be showing the Poseidon Adventure because they've been showing a lot of uh, little clips about rogue waves. That's a big thing now, those rogue waves that hit, hit boats in the Bermuda Triangle. Do you
8: consider a rogue wave part of weather, though?
1: Oh, I do, yeah. Why? Well, weather caused it.
8: How do we know? How do we know where it why, it why it caused? There's been waves because there's been explosions. That's not a weather is movie. Is a riptide a fucking weather thing? I mean, that's yeah,
7: weather has to come from the sky. Then you might as well throw a fucking volcano in as a weather movie. I think that is weather.
8: Uh, no way. Uh, that's 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 a, a natural disaster. Disaster. Is earthquake weather?
1: Yes. I think it falls under it's all part of climate. These are just a disaster. How is an
8: earthquake part of climate? Oh, it's so chilly since the earthquake. It's getting earthquakey lately. Uh you're you're actually this is what's always great about Fez's point of view. He goes from one to the other and doesn't know that he's changed. He doesn't know that he switched sides. He just he fights it. Um Jim, Jim, you're on running Fez. Hey boys.
3: Uh, yeah. the day after tomorrow and they show it on every other network about forty times a year. And uh, it's pretty natural for the Weather Channel. It's about the global warming and the climate change.
8: Well, what is great was that one, it was they have to outrun cold. There is a <laughs> quick, get out of your way. The cold is coming. Paul in D.C. you're on running Fez.
3: I wonder where they're going to get to the classics, like uh, Singing in the Rain.
8: Singing in the Rain, great weather movie. Sean, you're on run Fez.
3: Hey, Ron. Something I've noticed about the Weather Channel is, with their success, is they haven't sold sex too much. they just got average-looking people on there. They're parading on pregnant women, ball-headed dudes, just average-looking people. I thought that was pretty good of them. I'm
8: actually a big fan of what the Weather Channel has done over the years. Uh, and again, I don't watch them on a daily basis, but I do like to watch them during hurricane season. And they're smart, they're on the fucking ball, and uh, they're not selling a lot of flash. Yeah, when they started to put up the killer storms. I thought, well, this is a little hokey. But then I'm reading in, in the fucking paper how big those shows are. People are attracted to fucking scary weather. But They I think, love a twister.
1: But I think if you wanted to check the forecast, it would be nice if it was there and not the movie Snow Day with Michael Keaton.
8: That's for you. How, when's the last time you checked the forecast on there? All
1: right, it's been a while.
8: Right. So why should that be something for you when you're not a fan of their channel? You don't stay on their channel. You're not going to be attracted to any advertisers. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, to have a person who every couple of months wants to go there and see w- whether he should wear a fucking jacket or not is not how you have a fucking TV channel. You have a TV channel by getting people to uh, go there and stay there. Um, Blake, you're on run Fez.
3: Hey, I got a bunch of embryos in the back of my trunk here like Newman, and I'm living that rainstorm from Jurassic Park. I'm really looking forward to seeing that on
8: the Weather Channel. Weather Channel uh, ought to get that, because weather played a big part. Let's say this. Let's give them this. If weather is a turning point in the movie, they should have it. Would James Conn have ever ended up in that house if it wasn't for the bl- blizzard? No. Then he belongs there. Perfect storm. Fucking storm was perfect. Three different storms coming together. A wall of water. Yeah, it belongs there. Well, there's no reason they can't fucking scroll down at the bottom. Make sure you put on some gloves tomorrow. It's going to be a little chillier than you thought. Fargo? I will.
7: Yeah. Because William H. Macy has a problem scraping the ice. <laughs> It's all mad.
8: (laughs) Well, also, there was a snow blower and wood chipper. And and when the snow melts is when we're going to get the money back.
7: Right. They couldn't find the money because of the snow, yeah.
8: But that movie fucked me up. The fact that you couldn't tell where the horizon was, that the white in the sky was the white in the ground, I'm like, I don't think I could live in Minnesota with a gun. I could probably live in Minnesota, but as, as soon as I got a gun in my hand, I would think, oh, I don't have to be here. I could just pull the trigger and blow the top of my fucking head off. Maybe instead of
1: the whole movies, they could just show weather scenes. That way, you're not sitting through a whole movie; you're just getting the weather part of it.
7: That's like a clip show, then. You know, that's like a... he wants that.
8: He likes that '80s clip show.
5: That's no fun.
8: That's fun for him. You got the fucking Weather Channel out there. Let's make things happen. Which I guess we'll have to see whether it works or not uh Scott Scott, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, I could
0: show uh,
1: Empire Strikes Back and then run a documentary on the climate of Hoff. What do you think about that Fezzy? well the, here's
8: what here's what i didn't didn't know. An empire taught me this uh that you could cut an animal open and live inside of it and beat the weather. Well, I
1: guess along that theory, you could go with return of the Jedi where the Emperor shoots lightning out of his fingers.
8: Now, do you consider that weather?
1: No, I consider that magic.
8: Right, but the, the fact that it came out of his fingers? The lightning Ma- itself, is that weather?
1: Yeah, lightning is weather.
8: Well, is it really lightning? Yeah, I think it's... coming out of his fingers? I think it's like static electricity, sure. So is the stun gun weather?
1: No, that's not a weather. That's <laughs> artificially created.
8: And yet his is natural? The guy who makes it come out of his fingers? It's some sort of natural
1: force ability.
8: Good news for you, Davey Mack. Here's the latest rumor. George Lucas, ready to light up another three, and the person he would be asking for to help him, James Cameron.
7: Oh, God, Do do it. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Get that bad taste of young Anakin, Annie, as he was called in Phantom of the Menace. Get him out of our mouth.
8: Annie, come back. Terrible. Annie, wait. Now,
7: I actually like Revenge of the Sith, so I think he was... Finally realizing, shit, I wasted these first two movies on these children and I should have made a darker series this entire time.
1: Revenge of the Sith was horrible. Don't do it, George Lucas. He's at the point now where he's not going to change what he's doing for the fans. The fans aren't going to appreciate anything he puts out there. It's a lose-lose situation. Leave well enough alone, George Lucas. Walk away.
7: I think that the big mistake that Lucas made was making that prequel trilogy in the first place. I think
8: with this one, he ha- he has no boundaries. You he- want to get the fans back, Buzz? Mm-hmm. Make a great movie. If you get a James Cameron out there, who knows what he's doing? Might be the perfect thing for everybody. And 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 we're
7: not. We don't have to be restricted by the Clone Wars and by seeing how Vader. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But we we should have never learned what happened in episodes one, two, and three. It, it was it was a waste of time. It's it was cool that we didn't know who Darth Vader
8: was. Look, face it. The problem wasn't with the mythology. The problem was with the storytelling, the directing, the writing. Bring in people to shape these fucking things and make them into real movies, and you'll have something. I mean, yeah, already have an audience ready to go to these fucking things.
7: James Cameron made obviously you know a wonderful sequel with Aliens. I think Cameron would do a great job with Star Wars. And yeah, get some screenwriters, for Christ's sakes, George. You don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to do anything but collect money. Just executive produce. You did that on Empire and Jedi, and those turned out well.
8: Stay at your house, watch when the clips come in, and love it. And you just you don't have any faith in the guy at all? No. he just think he stinks?
1: He's going to put in a Jar Jar Binks. He's, he's awful. Got, he's going to put in Ewoks. Is and, he awful? He's awful. Wow.
8: He's awful with that. I did not know that you hated George Lucas. Because the funny thing is, I remember when you were the biggest defender. When those films came out, you told me you loved them. You told the listeners you loved them. When people would call up, oh, this movie sucks, you were defending it. What made you catch up with everybody else?
1: It was the last one. It was Revenge of the Sith. When we had Darth Vader changed. Now, in the first three, we had always heard Vader hunted down and killed the Jedi when he turned to the dark side. We watched the movie Revenge of the Sith. Who did Anakin kill? Younglings. He killed all the junior baby Jedi. That was it. That was it cool. Was, it was the clone troopers that killed the Jedi that That's hunted a- them down across the galaxy.
8: But how does that make for a great movie or a bad movie? That has nothing to do with whether the film was a great or bad film. If you would have had a great film, that wouldn't have bothered you because it, it, you know, it's difficult to do a prequel and keep everything fucking straight. Mm-hmm. Your problem was these weren't good movies. That was the real problem. I, I think the nitpicking stuff is just something that you could feel, but if you had great filmmakers... Taking this stuff because George can't do it anymore. He has not been
7: able to direct the movie. He's just—he's much more of a tech guy, and has been since 1983. I mean, don't don't try. You're it's you you're not good at it. You're good at seeing the bigger picture.
8: Yeah, let him sit around and say this is going to be the new costume. Here's a fucking fish head that is going to be doing stuff.
7: But, I mean, most Star Wars fans, including myself, think Empire is the best, and he did not direct that. So mm. what, what's the
8: problem? Irvin Kershner directed it. But let, let's uh, take James Bond. It was able to outlive Ian Fleming. Mm-hmm. Maybe these characters that he's created uh, can and should outlive him. He's had his opportunity. It doesn't seem to be like he can grow old with it. Why not just turn over the characters, turn over the screenwriters to people who love this stuff? You know, let's face it. The people who come in will not want to wreck Star Wars. They're going to do just the opposite. They're going to want to bring Star Wars back.
1: I would hope so. I just think he's going to have too much influence on it. And he's going to put in robot waitresses again.
8: It's interesting that your big thing is you don't like George Lucas. When we really get to it, you're the fan. Obviously, a much bigger fan than I am. But when it comes down to it, you don't fucking like the guy. You don't think he has talent. Where here, I've never even been a big fan of the series. But I I would not take away that he's the one who dreamed up this universe. Uh, Brad, you're on Rana Fez.
1: Good morning, buddies. Hey, I totally agree with both Fez and Dave, which is an anomaly. But yeah, Empire's the best. Lucas has no business directing another film. And he should have gone with Lynch uh, for Jedi like he wanted to. He's trying to hire him, court him, instead he went with fucking whatever that guy's name, Richard Marquand, And, you know, it's not as good as a fucking film. But the guy cannot direct his way out of a wet paper bag.
8: But the, the latest word is he's ready to fucking turn it over. Um. Also, uh, a, and I don't know whether James Cameron wants to fucking do it or not, but supposedly a lot has to do with this Avatar film.
7: Yeah, well, the 3D, if, if that explodes, George Lucas will be all over that. And, uh, and for good reason. I mean, you know, George Lucas innovated a lot of special effects, and now it's kind of, it will be like James Cameron's, you know, turn to almost repay Lucas, because it was Lucas's company that started the Abyss and Terminator 2 effects.
8: Uh, 866 runs your fez uh, Brian Brian in Montana you're run fez
3: yeah I just wanted to bring up
6: uh, it,
3: Dave seems to think that that George Lucas is making these movies for the fans when the original three came out they stated that you know, I remember hearing rumors that there were supposed to be nine yeah and then you know he he had the script written out for all of these movies back then yeah
8: he, yeah, he I lied. don't know whether you're ever, I don't think he's ever had a script written out. He basically had the storyline, the history, kind of a treatment for nine films in his head. And
7: I think, I think that's, he fabricated that a little bit. I think he created that
8: mythology. I know when he wrote these other ones, he said he had to sit down and write them. He didn't have right. uh, <laughs> scripts sitting around from years ago. Seth, in Connecticut, you're in Manifest.
3: Hey, uh... He ruined the last Indiana Jones, too, his input. Totally botched the movie. Swinging monkeys, horrible.
8: Yeah, but I also have to, leave, I have to put Spielberg in the same exact thing on that one. Here is Mike, Mike of P.A.
3: Hey, uh, beyond the horrible stories of the last three movies... The problem is, is he's relying 100% on CGI. It, in like Empire, when, you know, when they had to go to the planet of Hoth, they went to a place with snow. In Star Wars, when they needed a place with a desert, they went to, you know, to a place with a desert. Now they just stick people on a green screen and they're not reacting to the environment or what's around them. It it, it it's, it's fake. it it feels fake because they're acting against nothing.
8: It's kind of interesting, but it's also, and you'll agree with that, Fez?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think there's good
1: actors obviously in Star Wars movies, but they do come off stiff.
8: Well, again, uh, to go back to what we were talking about, whether you want to go with the miniatures or the CGI, that was the initial thing that came up. This could be a generational thing, that you guys who grew up with these movies aren't his audience anymore. He really wants what he wanted in 77, which was little kids. He honestly thinks that the... The thing to aim for is little kids. And it's you guys that are hanging around. Too long. It's almost like you're going back and going, I hate this playground. The sliding board isn't too high. But when you're fucking five years old, the sliding board's fucking huge.
7: Yeah, but there's still, I mean, I would say the majority of his audience is still people, you know,
8: 30 and over. I don't know. I don't fucking know. There's definitely that fucking wave. But also, his point is, these are kids' movies. They've always been movies for little kids. What amazes me is, you guys hate the guy who fucking made this whole thing happen. This whole thing that you act like you're fans of, and you buy the toys, and you love the characters. You have no respect for him at all. If, if we go up, oh, he has another project. Fezzi's saying, he'll just blow it. He'll just make a robot fuck. You don't even think that he can bounce back. Uh, Brian, you What's up, guys?
3: Hey, uh, why doesn't he just have his fans write it, uh, and he can exploit them more than he already does?
8: Well, yeah, there is definitely, you could say that he's exploiting his fans, but at the same time, I'm saying his fans have exploited him a little bit. What gives them the fucking thought that they could actually write and direct their own films? Yet all of them be sitting around, here's what he should have did. Here's what he should have did from the beginning. Uh, Jeremy in Toronto, you're on a Fez. Don't
3: you know, these movies or these types of movies also rely so heavily on marketing stuff after the movies, like clothing, toys, and stuff like that? If this movie was based for, you know, 30-plus, you know, these guys aren't running out to go buy little toys.
8: A lot of them do, unfortunately. Paul in New Jersey, you're on a Fez. Yeah, you got to worry. Yeah.
3: Well, I uh, I read the plot for the last three movies that, uh, that he plans on making, and they have potential to be really, really good movies.
8: Well, let's face it. There's no reason that the Star Wars universe couldn't go on indefinitely. If fucking James Bond could do this over the courses of decades, there's no reason that you couldn't keep bringing in fresh blood, following different characters. It's all there if Lucas wanted to do it. Yeah, and he's already... he would have to un fucking tighten a little bit. Yeah,
7: and and he has to a degree. I mean, there's a cartoon series out. There's a live animation television show that's scheduled to come out in a couple of years. So he is letting the uh, universe evolve. He just needs to take this next step. Rob, you're on Rana fez.
3: Yeah, the uh, the first three movies from the '70s they might have been applied towards kids, but like the last three are just kind of shittily delivered. You know, you get, you get angry when you are found out why Darth Vader became evil. Like, it
8: was I, not- I, I got to ask you this. Is it is shittily actually a word? Because it if it is, I'm going to use it a lot more. Dave, you treated me shittily, and I won't put up with it anymore.
1: It actually sounds like too nice of a word for what it means.
8: Dave in Texas, you're on run of Fez.
3: Yeah, I think Spaceballs was probably better than all those movies put, to, put together. Uh, you know, comb the desert.
8: We ain't found shit. Uh Sean and Virginia, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, Sean
3: like you said a thousand times. We uh we change all the time, and it's just like the Stones. Nobody'll say that the Stones didn't a great fucking band. But you really want to listen to anything they've put out in the past fifteen or twenty years? Fuck no. They've lost it. Well,
8: have they lost it or Does the audience just want to be spoon-fed? And quite frankly, I think it was really interesting. Fez was, for a couple of years, the big defender of this stuff. And when people would call in with the exact complaints that Fez had, he would battle them. But this was in the Fez battling years and being involved in every phone call years. But now, you're agreeing with all those people. Something turned in you.
1: Yeah, I mean, trust me, I've watched them enough where it's like, you know, you get left afterwards wishing something, you know, wanting something more or different from it. And it's like, yeah, you might as well say it. I guess, uh, you know, no more cutting him the benefit of the doubt. Because he did have a great story that he put together. And then I think he just, you know got silly with it.
8: Again, why can't it be fixed? You would rather it just never even be attempted than to try to be fixed.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to be disappointed again.
8: So you'd rather have nothing rather than uh, risk disappointment.
1: Yeah, because I don't have the faith in him to stay true to his own story. Wow.
8: Would you say that you hated him?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate him. Wow.
8: Well, but but don't you at least
7: get enjoyment from episodes four, five, and six? Still, how could you hate him? I, I like the yeah,
1: I like the beginning, but I hate the I hate the new ones. I especially hated the last one, Revenge of the Sith.
7: But see, I don't understand how the later works of an artist can ever destroy his earlier brilliance. I think what happened
1: with me was I was fine with Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, despite the criticism there. And I thought, all right, he he's he's, feels he has to do this to get to the Darth Vader changing story, going to the dark side. I'll put up with it. I can deal with it as long as I get that big payoff at the end. I didn't get the big payoff.
8: That one scene made you hate the man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because look how many
8: years it took us to get there. If you had the opportunity, if you were driving down the road, mm-hmm. and you saw him jaywalking. Right. Would you kill him?
1: I'd drive right into him. No, I don't think you would. Right into his fat flannel ass.
8: That's and then I'd out. have
1: the jaywalking excuse. He shouldn't have been in the road.
8: I couldn't stop, officer. Mark, on the run and Fez show.
3: Yeah, I think it's it's an important point that every artist might only have so many good works in him. Like MI Night Shyamalan, you know, he had the Sixth cent, Sense. Six but after that, everything he's put out has not lived up to that initial work. He's got to know when to pull out.
8: And Fez, you don't have faith that he can pull out. No, I
1: have no faith that he can pull out.
8: None. I'm going to ask you something on a personal level. Okay. We do this show. Right. And it's changed. It's evolved. hmm And you always say to the people, myself, uh, the other guys on the staff, I'm going to make it back. I'm going to do it. And you say to the listeners, I'm going to make it back. You say, th- and that's the last conversation we even had about this, speaking seriously. I want to make it back. hmm And you want them to back you. Yes. Are you surprised that you're telling them, that you're showing them how you feel about somebody that you admire, that you feel lost? Uh, let's say his curveball.
1: Well, I get uh, maybe it's hypocritical, but I still feel I can come
8: back. And what are you based that on? Just that how, you have more talent than George Lucas. Just how I feel inside. Right, but don't you think he feels that way? Don't you uh. think he feels like I want people. To re-grasp this Star Wars saga one more time. I mean, you don't even feel like this is uh, like uh, like a lights going off for you that I bring this up. Um. Oh yeah,
1: sure. I mean, I understand the comparison, but I don't feel like George Lucas feels that way. I think he probably feels betrayed by the people he tried to make these movies for, and he doesn't feel like he he needs
8: to win them back. Maybe I need more of your attitude. Maybe I need to judge people by what they do and not by what they say. You give me a lot to think about today, Fess. Chris Stanley's off job hunting. Dave is obviously going to ride it all the way down to the bottom. He's, I'm here, Rod. You still believe special delivery can make it. I sure do. Live show tomorrow. But do you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, I do. Is Fez my George Lucas? And am I the guy with all the action figures and nowhere to play with them anymore? It's an interesting uh, proposition you put up here, Fezzy. And one I didn't expect when I came in here to work this morning. I don't think I'm your George Lucas. No, you're not. I mean... Before you say that,
7: as, you know, he was nominated, you No know, American Graffiti, I mean, you know. American
8: Graffiti is fucking brilliant. Yeah, so let's not say, you know, I'm your George Lucas is a terrible thing. Well, and not to forget, you can't take anything away from the guys. He's the one who came up uh, with this whole giant fucking sci-fi thing.
7: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm firmly behind them. I, I just, you know, would like to see James
8: Cameron. I mean, that's the fucking man. And you don't think he can work, Fez. You don't think he should be believed. no, no I'm th- I'm l- I
1: don't think he'll give up the control.
8: so it's better to end something than try to battle your way back. okay um, Glenn, Glenn, you're on around Fez?
3: Yeah, I want to know what you would what order you would watch the the movies in now with your kids. Would you start them off on four, or would you start them off the one?
8: Good question, Dave. You are going to be looking at this in a couple of years. There will become a time when you are ready to introduce the McDonald children to the Star Wars universe. Do you show it the way, the way you got it with four first? Or do you say, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was a little boy named Annie?
7: I'm going to go original trilogy first, episodes four, five, and six. I'm going to skip Phantom Menace, and then I'm going to go episodes uh, two and three. So they Will they be confused? They will only see five movies. It'll be like a Pulp Fiction-type Star Wars universe for them.
8: Maybe what you ought to do is then just go back and forth all over the place (laughs) and tell them to figure it out. But it would be interesting if they watched the story of a little boy and then later saw him as Darth Vader. I don't think that they would hate him as much. As you know, the kids in the '70s hated Vader, hated and feared Vader. They would still see him as little Annie in a suit. I and that's the problem. Yeah, that's exactly the problem. Um, here is Matt. Matt in DC. Hey,
3: Fezzi. Yes. Um, do you think the new? Do you think you would have liked the new Star Trek or Star Wars movies if J.J. J.
4: Abrams did them instead? Like how Star Trek turned out, because I like Star Trek the new one a lot.
1: Did you like the new Star Trek, Fuzzy? You know what? I wasn't thrilled with it. I just... It it didn't... You know, I heard great things about it, and I don't know what the problem was. I just
8: wasn't all that thrilled. But you weren't an old Star Trek fan either, right? No,
1: no. That might have
8: been the problem. Might not be for the show for you. Dave, did you like it? Yeah, I did. I loved the new Star Trek, actually. I was very pleasantly surprised. I think that you could at least say that there was a reboot to that. And if you could restart... The Star Trek franchise, why couldn't you do it with uh, Star Wars? Fez's big problem is he's afraid to be uh, disappointed. You know, you don't want to be you don't want to get your hopes up. Leader, you're on the Run of Fez show.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to know which had a worse payoff, episode three or The Secret?
1: Um, I think it was your appearance on this show the last time you were in.
3: That was a great George Lucas tutorial you did last time too. Whew.
1: Yeah, that um exactly. That's uh You know what? It's you're the you're part of the problem with this. What? I think he's just oh. part of the problem with it. With what? With he, this is a guy who would go see any Star Wars movie and not even, you know, complain about it if there was something he didn't want. He's that type of I, person.
3: Actually, I saw the first 3 and then refused to see the next 3 cuz I haven't
8: so you think a real fan complains about things they're not happy with? Yeah, I think if there was something with the story. Isn't that why you got upset with the hater board and why we're doing the Twitter thing now? Weren't you mad saying that the fans just hate it all the time? Dave, has he not seen any of these similarities? I
7: mean, it's very striking. It's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode today.
8: All right, later, you got your joke in. All right. See you. And the secret will be paid off. If I have to yell it out one day and just get it over with, the secret will have a payoff. I still know what it is. Well, it's basically that those aren't your real parents. Oh, it's more their secret? That your real father is the Honorable Frank Rizzo, former mayor and police commissioner in Philadelphia.
7: After that Phillies text he sent me, he might be.
8: That fucking text shocked me. Shocked me. Uh, Brian, Brian in Michigan,
5: you're
3: um, Fazzy. I think you're hammering out Luke. It's a little hard on those three. When you hit those first three, are pretty well good masterpieces, and it's kind of hard to follow up those with the. Uh, they can't all be gems, as the old saying goes. And I think, I uh, those early three fell victim to a couple things. Maybe a bad character in Jar Jar and. Caden
8: Christian's a horrible actor, and
3: I
5: don't think that
8: helped neither. Well, let's look and into this. If, if, and, and and they always kind of make these mistakes. But could you imagine if they kept on making Wizard of Oz's, how much you would start and say that they blew? And I'm serious. Can you imagine six or nine Wizard of Oz's and being able to stay and control no. The fact that works so great about that it's the beginning, middle, and end. True,
7: but to play the flip side, you know, no one gives the Jaws shit.
5: I yeah, mean yeah, I they do. do.
7: They're fucking terrible. No, but I'm saying they don't let it affect the first Jaws. I don't see why Star Wars always Well has that's to because get...
8: no one really believed that the second Jaws happened. It went without Spielberg. Yeah. Uh it was dog shit. And I'm sure it made a lot of money.
7: Right. And then the third one was 3D, and the fourth one, the shark was following the mom in Cuba or something.
8: <laughs> leader wants to know what was worse: when Jaws bit the boat or when Fez bit shit. You know, you know, you know why? You're, you know, you're the problem. You're the problem, Leader. Why am I? Why am I? You know, because you're doing, uh, what about it? that moment of the show every day when, and I'm throwing the quotes up here, when Fez and Leader fight. I have never, it reminds you of like when old ladies start to slap each other.
1: I know, I don't know why he calls. He adds nothing.
8: Um, 866 Ron Zero Fez, that's the line. That's the kind of stuff I was looking for. 866 Ron Zero Fez. Uh, Jason, you're on Ron Fez. Hey
4: Ron, Listen, you guys are all correct. The biggest thing about it is the screenwriters. They don't have the great screenwriters. The guy who wrote Empire, the only reason Empire is great is because they had Larry Kasdan
3: who wrote Big Chill and Body Heat, and you had Lee Brackett or Real Bravo for sakes. You had two great screenwriters to write the second one, and they had a huge fight with Lucas because Lucas hired his best friend, Irvin Kirshner, who taught him how to direct, and then he turned around and says, listen, we're going to kill off Han Solo when he goes into the carbonite. And he got into a huge fight with uh, Lawrence Kasdan and Irvin Kershner because they both wanted to kill off Han Solo, and Lucas said, no way. So then when Larry Kasdan came back to write Return of the Jedi, he only really wrote about 75% of it because he left the franchise. It had nothing to do with Lucas. Lucas was a control freak.
8: I love how much some of you guys know every little detail of what happens with George Lucas.
7: Larry Kasdan also helped write
8: Raiders. What was the day? Wasn't Lucas coming in here one day to use our studios? Yes. Has it already happened? I think it it happened already, yeah.
7: I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know if he ever came in.
8: I would love to see him in the hall. I would adore that. All right, we're going to take a break here. Uh, back in just a moment. Um, let's see what we're going to talk about when we get back here. Well, we got some little Wayne news. He got a year. He had to play it year out. And then also, uh, Fez has got a Fez tutorial coming up later in the show. It is the Ron Fez Show.
5: Whose motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed. Who's Zed?
7: Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead.
8: Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866 866- Run zero Fez. Today's Friday. Today is Friday. All right, then I'm taking tomorrow and the next day off. Uh, Dave, I'm giving you off. So tomorrow? Tomorrow off and the next day? I can't.
7: I have to be in here tomorrow.
8: Oh, that's right. Alive. You're doing uh, Special Olympics <laughs> delivery. What? What's the difference?
7: During the Yankees game six.
8: Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. I won't be able to concentrate at all. Knowing that we got to beat them soon? <laughs> Knowing that, yeah, that that my team in Phillies, is going to have to stomp on that team. you got to keep that going, the yeah. Special Olympics, too. <laughs> well, I'll try to see uh, if Anthony does that, and then um, as he does the compound show, and then I'll get confused calling your show, acting like I'm calling Anthony's, and we'll all have a good laugh that I called the wrong show. <laughs> that's my character i play on special delivery the one who thinks that he's called one of the other shows
7: it's good it's a good character yeah maybe if the yanks and 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 phillies do make it like you and i could bet anthony and someone you know like have a bet a yankees phillies bet the way like mayors
8: can i tell you something i saw ant in the hall and he's cramping up from it he's got my exact same thing with this why watch this sport I talked to him yesterday, and quite
7: frankly, he echoed my Joe Girardi sentiments.
8: And Anyone who follows baseball should. Right. Uh, Fez, during the break, you were completely upset over the Daily Leader. It's not a joke to you. No.
1: No, I think he's an asshole.
8: Mm. Um, I think that he thinks that you and him are buddies. Maybe we got to bring him back in here again.
1: Oh, God. He is insane if he thinks I like him. Mm. He is nuts if he thinks I enjoy his calls or anything about him.
8: Don't like him at all, huh? No. Little Wayne uh, had to cop a plea. He's going to do um, a year in jail. Now, you remember uh, Little Wayne, of course, from his big hit, uh, Funky Called Medina, and then he did Parents Just Don't Understand, uh, and I believe that he also did Tougher Than Leather so uh little Wayne gone for a year, and the main problem was they they had a gun on the bus, and I guess they drove into Manhattan where the gun laws are very, very strict, so let you know this if you're a rapper and you've already you' got stars on your face that you've tattooed on there, and suppose um you know you're just really ready to push the f- new funky cold Medina song. And it's all fucking happening for you. You got to be careful when your album drops in Manhattan. Leave the automatic firearms out of the city. Because they could just keep busting black people for this now.
1: But we have... I don't like guns.
8: But we have gun laws, so let's at least enforce those. Well, you're not always going to remember. Let's suppose you got it uh, on your bus... You know, it's not like he was waving around. It was just on the bus. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you got to remember that. That's the, uh, no one else, that's about of being a responsible gun owner, I
8: would think. What about a gum owner? Do you always know when you got gum? Do you want gum restrictions? Remember a couple years ago at our uh, Christmas party when someone had gum all over their ass and they wouldn't, sta- they wouldn't stand up because they just had to sit there all night? Dave, do you think we should be making an exception for Little Wayne?
0: Yeah.
7: I mean, just take a look at him. He looks like a good, uh, upstanding citizen. I mean, he—what did he do? Him and Plaxico—they live in different societies than
8: white folks. Here's when I really, uh, really loved uh, Little Wayne. When him and the other fat guy did the Disorderlies, there was something about that—that that whole thing. Little Wayne was laying out there. Also, like when he did, "Can't Touch This." which I was crazy about. I love them all. Don't get enough of it all. All right, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dave, in Chicago, you're on a fez.
3: Hey, Ronnie, uh, why is he only getting a year? Well, uh, Plexico, uh, Bloomberg had such a hard-on for him to have two. I mean, what's, what's Plexico's the
8: gum went off. I think we oh. can at least admit... When his gun went off, he did put other people in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. Now, luckily for us, Plexco threw his ass cheek in front of the gun and saved everybody.
7: Like Woody Harrelson in Thin Red Line, where he put his ass in the grenade.
8: Why can't you have a gun in, in New York? I remember an escape from Manhattan where everybody had a fucking gun. It was great. Everybody loved it even better. That was,
7: that was a different time. That was like you know the Dead Rabbits were walking around and the natives and all that type. The of
8: Dead thing. Rabbits was a totally different movie. <laughs> that wasn't a scare from New York.
7: No, I know. I'm saying when people could walk around with 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 guns, it just seems like
8: gangs. Uh, Nicole Kidman has, uh, I know it's it's been a struggling day, and, and guess what? This might be the high point. Usually been here for the last break. That's why he was out of the room for a while. Um, Nicole Kidman says that Hollywood contributes violence against women, that people will watch a movie and they'll go like this. All right. You see how in the movie they're being violent towards women? That's what I want to do. I didn't think about it till I saw a movie. Now I see a movie. I want to be violent.
1: Yeah, I would agree with Nicole Kidman. I think that people will see a movie and feel violent, a violent movie, and feel violent afterwards.
8: When when has a movie been like that for you? When did you ever watch a movie and go out and commit a crime?
1: Oh, I've never done that.
8: All right, uh, so in our little thing, it doesn't work that way. Because I haven't either. I mean, so no. wh- Why do you think people do? Well, I've seen, you know, wh- where people, it's like... It's lesser people than you, right? You're saying you can handle it, but the stupid people can't.
1: Right. I mean, I don't think I'm a violent person to begin with. Mm. I think if someone has some violence in them, a movie could fuel it.
8: Right. And what else could fuel it? Coca-Cola? Uh, football? mm mm-hmm. um, What are we supposed to do? Stop the violent people or stop all the things that could make people like that go off? Dave, you see where I'm going with this? It seems like when people say that, oh, video games fucking make people violent, rap music makes people violent, movies make people violent, I'll go, well, what movie made you violent? Oh, it's not me. It's always that feeling that they're superior to the knuckle-draggers. Well, it's,
7: it's a way to make everyone else dumber than you. Mm. and You know, they're influential. But I also think, take this argument it's ridiculous if i watch stripes i'm not going to want to join
8: the army i mean why would it just end with violence why wouldn't you be influenced in even more importantly you could watch stripes and it doesn't make you funnier that's the part that fucking bothers me right no one's ever saying these comedies are spreading a wealth of humor throughout the nation that we can't seem to deal with because people who actually like comedies are some of the unfunniest people i've ever met in my life yeah
7: it wouldn't just end with violence you would be fucking, you know. If you watch the documentary on people with AIDS, you would then join
8: a hospital. All right, um, Fezzi. The so, if people watch these things and they see someone getting hurt,
5: mm-hmm. uh,
8: they won't. They'll go there. What about that film that was an Oscar-winning thing for the young girl who uh, played the girl who pretended she was a boy? Uh, it was like one of the boys or something oh, like that. Oh, Boys Don't Cry. Boys Don't Cry. If it went that way, you wouldn't have a film like that that actually was the, the lesson of to the, the teach was to be nicer to fucking cross-dressers. But it ended with some pretty hideous violence, you know? Mm-hmm. Just think that if you try to do this, how many anti-war films you won't be able to tell. Well, just... You won't be able to tell that story. Goodbye Schindler's List. Uh, eight, six, Yeah. In Schindler's List, they should say this. The Nazis were trying to give out cookies, and Schindler uh, kept them away from it so they wouldn't get too fat. Oh, yeah. Then it becomes It's a Beautiful Life. I didn't see that yet, so don't ruin it for me. Oh, it's basically what you described. Uh, Rocky, you're on Rana Fez. Hello? Yeah.
3: Hey, I, I agree with you, Ron, but, you know, the increase in violence in our country... Says so. I think that...
8: Wait a minute, wait, wait, let's stop that. Says who there's an increase of in violence in this country? You ever hear the uh-oh. fucking Old West? They used to fucking <laughs> lynch people. Yeah,
3: but I mean, they, I, I think that there's certainly more murder, more gun crimes now than in, in the Old West.
8: Yes, but there's also 300 million people when they had 12 million people living here. I yeah, don't know I mean, how you make this jump... That somehow this was this peaceful, wonderful country. And then we got television and movies and became crazy violent people. Never fucking happened. Pre-TV, we used to grab people and lynch them if we thought they did something. We were out of our fucking heads violent in this country.
7: The Indians didn't exactly get it uh, easy either.
8: Didn't they? Because some of them did, I thought. And I saw F Troop. And they had a nice run. I don't think that was realistic. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Dave in Massachusetts.
0: Yeah, so Fez, if I watch a movie about people becoming gay, does that mean I might become gay from seeing it?
1: Maybe if you were gay to begin with, that would influence you. And you would act on uh, more gay tendencies. Like I said, with vi- you know, if violent people see something violent, that could fuel something in them.
8: So we can't have fucking things because some people it may affect poorly. Then the rest of us can't enjoy those things. So because, let's say this, how many crimes do you think are alcohol-related? Do you think movies are more responsible for women's fucking black eyes or drunk guys?
1: Well, it's got to be drunk, guys.
8: So, if we want to stop this violence towards women, why don't we get rid of alcohol?
1: Well, I mean, it's some people should I just
8: got this sent to me, uh, and this is kind of interesting. This is from uh, our friend Laszlo, and says, The violence among youth has gone down since the release of the PlayStation 2. People never fucking bet. I always love when they just when people will constantly say we have this increase in something in this country when certainly they don't remember the fucking 70s, what it was like to go through a city in the fucking 70s and then they go back of the fucking just how wide open this country was for its first 100, 150 years. It's insane how it was. But the fact is, Fuzzy, that some people get drunk and punch their wives, right? Right. Does that mean that everybody shouldn't be able to have beer? No, that doesn't mean that. Why do you want to take away film from people? Well, there's some people that shouldn't be
1: able to watch those movies because it's going to fuel them.
8: And how are we supposed to find them?
1: I have no idea how to do that, but... So what you
8: want to do is find people and tell them that they can't watch films.
1: Yeah, if it's going to affect them
8: poorly, yeah. So, let's suppose this. Someone gets arrested for being in a fight. Uh, You take away their AMC privileges and their uh, Netflix card.
1: Might be a way to start. Yeah. I mean, because after Fight Club, we saw fight clubs pop up around the country. That's what
7: the media reported. And the people who, who had those fight clubs probably wanted to do it for exposure.
8: Plus, would you have called the fact that me and my friends used to hit each other like little rams? A fight club? We had a boxing uh, Yeah, we didn't a have league. a fucking name for it, but we were always just like, come on, let's do this thing. <laughs> and we fucking thought it was guys being buddies with each other. You've met my friend Patty. We used to have Friday Night Boxing. Yeah, where and you we and Patty would... used to rub your cocks against each other. No. Uh, Sean, you're on a fez.
3: Hey, Fez, so you think that if somebody's got a tendency for something or is a certain way that a movie that reflects on that will influence their tendencies, like... A drug user will be affected by a drug movie, stuff like that.
1: I think it's po- I think it's totally possible. I think it's I think have it's you, outside the realm. Have you seen Brokeback Mountain or Milk? Yeah, I saw Brokeback Mountain. Did they make you want to, Did they make
3: you do anything?
8: Nothing has made him do anything, which I think is a big part of the problem. Uh, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, Fez. I mean, I guess that we could find a re- like again. You could blame it on sugar. You could blame it on alcohol. Uh, obviously, if you had everybody, if you had a curfew at 9 o'clock at night, I'm sure we'd end a lot of violence. Do you want the people to stay in at 9 o'clock? No, no one, no one should have to do that. What Be- should they have to do? What? How is it you want to solve this problem?
1: I would like to, I mean, I know this is impossible, but I'd like to find a way where people who are prone to violence aren't watching violent movies.
8: And that would what,
1: and I think that would be a less of an be less of an influence on their violent nature.
8: I just don't know how you let's take the Columbine kids when the columbine kids uh came out, we heard about fucking uh, metal music, video games, what else did they blame um long coats, not dressing like the friends, whatever it fucking happened to been uh at one point. This is how fucking nutty people get. I'm not making fun, I'm making this up. They blamed it on trench coats and they want, they wanted to get rid of kids wearing long coats. I see this story as I'm walking through New York where every man was wearing a trench coat that day and not one of them looked frightening. He looked like a man who was trying to protect himself from inclement weather. That's all. That's what a trench coat does. It doesn't make you fucking violent. The same thing with watching movies. I cannot tell you the amount of fucking movies that we've all seen over the years and haven't become violent because of it. But because one fucking idiot also saw a movie, we think that that's what made it. If he had Oreos in his pocket, will we blame it on Oreos? The guy was also wearing fucking sneakers. Should we all put the kids in hard shoes? I'm just not making the jump that one does it or the other. It's also like when Catcher in the Rye first came
7: out, people wanted to blame that for kids now are going to start cursing or acting uh, against authority.
8: Well, they also blame it on every... That, that was the Columbine of its day, that every right. fucking kid saw himself outside of authority, which this is what I fucking love, that we see that if you don't join into society, right, that there's something wrong with that that that's a fucking horrible thing. Hey, your kid isn't following along with the other frat boys at the fucking school. What's wrong with him? Maybe he's picked up a fucking bad case of hipness. I don't fucking know. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ Corinne in uh, New Jersey
6: Hi guys Um, Fez is you feel this way. If there was a listener who went out and did something bad because he was influenced by something he heard on the show, do you think they should pull the show off the air? No. But that's the same thing you're saying.
1: No, it isn't. I didn't say get rid of movies. I never said that.
6: You're, you're agreeing with what Nicole Kidman said, and she said that they those movies are influencing people to abuse women and that they should not be made.
1: Um, what I said is that violent people i think have if someone has a violent tendency of viol- watching violence in front of them can influence them
6: okay and and then you feel that that should not occur is that is that what i'm hearing because that 's what it seems like you're saying that person, She's looking for you to
8: take a stand
1: I'm, uh, that's i'm saying that that person shouldn't be allowed to see violent movies
6: okay, so if they're not allowed to see that movie, how are you going to make a ruling as to who can and cannot see that movie if you don't know who has these violent tendencies. The ruling would be just not to make the movie.
1: Well, I think what you have to do is, you know, there has to be personal responsibility too. If someone's got a violent kid, don't take him to a violent movie.
6: So- How many people out there right now have violent children that will tell you, oh, he's the best kid? People don't take
8: personal responsibility. I'm telling you right now, there's no way my parents could have known what I was up to. It would have been possible. The entire time I was in front of, in front of them, I was laying. The entire time I was acting like I was somebody else than when I was on a, on the street. Dave, did you ever let your parents know who you really were? Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? They all know that I've done acid and mushrooms and all the but shit. But did you ever let your parents know who you really were? No. Okay so uh that we're going to have trouble with your thing of the parents have to take personal responsibility. Um and then uh, obviously the violent person can't take personal responsibility, right? They're a crazy violent person. Right. So what are we going to do?
1: Maybe we just have to limit violence in movies then.
8: Um all right, so we limit it to what? Well, maybe there's what about Fight Club becomes Hug Club? Would that be cool? I wouldn't mind saying that. It'd be softer. Hug Club. Uh, Mike, uh, you're on the Round and Fez show. Mike in North Dakota.
3: Hey, Ronnie. Hey, Fez. Yeah. No. Hey, I just want to agree with Fez. Movies do influence people. Look back in the 80s when uh, the movie Urban Cowboy influenced the Bunch of to by Cowboy Cats and picked up of course.
8: So, everybody start wearing hats. Yeah, I didn't. I can honestly say John Travolta in a cowboy hat would not push me in that direction. When's the last time that we had some kind of fashion uh, move off of a movie? Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even think of the last one. Does it go all
7: the way back to the Annie Hall look? No, that's 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 like 30 years ago. I, that's what I'm saying. Um... Clueless. How about that?
1: What did it influence? Blonde people.
8: <laughs> um let's go over here to Tyson in Oklahoma. Tyson, you're on Runner Fez.
3: Hi, what's going on, man? Yeah. Uh man, I, I think the way that kids behave is pretty much uh because the cartoons are raised on, honestly, man, like I, I don't know how I'd put it, but you know, some of these cartoons are fucking whack like SpongeBob or you know, this this type of deal, um, I don't know. you probably stop watching that.
8: them. I don't think you're ready for SpongeBob yet. Uh, but they used to always say cartoons were too violent, and they did that 50, 60 years ago. Uh, Nick, in Atlanta, you're on the Run of show.
4: <laughs> it's Atlanta,
3: but that's all right. Um, I just wanted to point out wow. to Fez that, you know, Atlanta, at man. one point, they decided to pull the super value menus from McDonald's because all the fat people kept eating there, and they thought by. Uh, You know, removing the supersizes that that people would buy less, but they just ordered more. It's the same kind of thing.
1: Well, they also changed it up. They made bigger burgers, too. Exactly.
8: Um, Pepsi is now coming out with a tiny little can. I forget how many ounces. It's six or eight or something. But because... Oh, no, it's Coca-Cola. But because Coca-Cola makes you fat, they're coming out in smaller... Cans of it, as if fat kids won't just double down on the cans.
7: They're 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 getting something back money wise. They'll charge it the same price probably, and then have everyone double. I mean, what what, what can you do? That, that, that's 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 really, that's really insane. And I already need to drink two two cans of soda with every lunch meal.
1: Now you're gonna need four.
8: We'll need 7 that's going gonna look crazy. Uh, we'll take a break here. Uh, when we get back, uh, Fezzatorial. Fezzatorial on deck. It's to Ron a show.
3: Hey, Fe- Ron, what's up? Yeah. No, there was a Jimmy the Rat, and I can't think of where I heard it. Uh, I know it was a real character, but I can't think of who it was. Yeah, uh, It was a Jimmy the Weasel, and
0: there's Jimmy the Rat. And I don't want to know who the rat was.
8: Where are you calling from, Randy?
0: I'm calling from Texas. I could call about something else, but y'all ain't talking about it no more.
8: Well, is, was your favorite uh, gangster nickname of all time Sam Houston? <laughs> Sam
3: Houston? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> he was actually a drunk. Yeah. He huh? was a drunk falling off of his horse, <laughs> <laughs>
8: You're listening to Ronnie and Lee, and with me, as always, is Fez Cephas. We're going to play uh, music that's going to knock the skeeter off your peter. Hot dog. Yeah,
0: Halloween night. That's the best time to do it. They're rednecks. They love Halloween. The town, the fences are down. You knock on the door. They open the door. Bam. There they are. You got them. They think it's trick-or-treaters. I, or I, I can't understand
8: it. It. I cannot understand it.
0: Oh, okay, Okay. well, I was just thinking, you know, if, you, if you're down in public, don't you think people are going to take you down in public also?
8: See, I need to get somebody phone screening. Earl, who you got phone screening today? Now it's Pitsy. What goes on in there?
0: Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hot damn, boys. I want to hear, I want to know you make a request for me. I want to hear the Dukes of Hazzard, uh theme song. Chicago! Oh, in <laughs> A! Oh. Let me have a Diablo sandwich
5: of Dr. Pepper and make it
8: fast.
0: I'm in a goddamn
8: hurry. What part of Mississippi you are? Uh, you Tupelo, Tupelo you know who's born there? Fuzzy, yeah. the king baby. Oh, that, that was Elvis's home. He's down there pitching washers.
0: Elvis, <laughs> would you quit pitching
8: washers and get up here? <laughs> Stay away from the colored boys and stop doing that dance. I do not know what to do with you, Elvis. <laughs> Mama, I just got to dance and sing. I got to dance and sing. Ronnie B. and
0: Fez Marie. She's a little bit gunty. He's a little bit rock and roll. Respect
4: the cock.
0: Respect the cock. And tame the cunt.
8: Yeah, it's around Ron and Fez show. Fez, I, you and I came in with Tom and Virginia from Portland today, mm-hmm. and then we didn't see him again. Uh, they've been sitting in the green room like animals for the uh, last three hours. Davy Mac, I'm embarrassed, because they sit here with beautiful cigars that they uh, brought with them. Ooh, wait a minute, the Surgeon General... I do not know about that.
1: They put those on all the things.
8: I hope this is safe. never seen that before on a cigar box, so I hope this is safe. Uh, let's treat guests like guests in the future. Oh, okay.
7: I, I, I thought Green Room was great because it was like, you know, so that's where the superstars go. What superstars? Oh, all of the superstars who visit satellite radio. Oh, is that right? They usually just sit in that green room. That's like only for top, top, top of the line people. Your Gene Simmons's.
8: Well, do you think that they came here to visit the Green Room <laughs> or to visit Ron and Fez? Well, we set up the Ron and Fez show. We, we wanted to give them the serious star
7: treatment. So we set up the show for them. They listened. And And know. I
1: know before the show, I said, go get Tom in Virginia.
7: I hmm. don't call that. Oh! Are you calling me a fucking liar, Red? <laughs>
8: no, I just don't
1: remember. I, it. I said it right to you.
8: Fezzy, how would you feel if he called you Brownwick? Would you be just as? I mean, red. He can't help that. That's his hair color. I'm proud of it. So, did he say it or didn't he say? It? I want you to I, tell me the truth.
7: It was. It, we were running around a lot today. I maybe he said it, but I didn't hear it. I absolutely. You said okay to me. You responded to me.
8: Well, how do you say it like this? I was, hey, make sure you let them come in here.
7: I was saying okay to a lot of things today. Oh
8: <laughs> Is that anything to brag about? <laughs> no. You don't listen to Fess.
7: No, I mean, not to everyone. You the don't Fez listen to him. To everyone. Fast Fred Freddy, our intern, was telling me something about his uncle's dying. I was like, okay.
8: Everybody's got fucking problems, Freddy. <laughs> There's nothing we can do for you. Maybe if you get fucking hired, we'll care about your family. <laughs> but at this point, we can't. This uh, is all Scotty Tuhati has has uh, brought his, uh, I think he says his ex-girlfriend with him today yeah have them come on in here for a second okay because I've heard uh, first of all Scotty Tuhati is right now uh, one of the VPs of uh, talk programming is saying good things about Scotty Tuhati and that's uh, Dr. Jeremy Coleman said that Scotty Tuhati did very good in the intern um, meeting what were you doing that was so great
2: Um, I think they just wanted us to uh, pitch ideas to them yeah because uh, Sirius is on- honestly trying to keep, like, yeah, we care about what the kids have really? to say. Really? I, I didn't know that. It seemed, I don't know if it's a dog and pony show to say, yeah, we're we're not, you know, regular radio. We're satellite radio, and we're thinking about out there ideas. So let's bring the interns here. Well, what what kind of ideas did you pitch? Um, well, I decided, because mm-hmm. I'm kind of a loud mouth and i kind of a pushy. Underwater radios? Let... That <laughs> is no <down>. in there. <laughs> you know? Let me make sure that I stay off for the first half hour and then mm. come on strong at the end smart, an hour long smart meeting? move mm, not so much Uh-oh. because see all the other brilliant interns said you know what you guys should do is have college radio on satellite radio and they already do and i'm 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 saying i i bet they've never heard that one before mm. of bringing college radio to satellite radio we have Sirius xmu you and you've got indie rock unsigned so I, and bringing- what we're doing soon, i'm trying
8: to get in on serious xmu and that's all Jew talk all the time. Now
2: Boys. that's out now, there. L- let's talk about, now this is your ex-girlfriend? This is Aggie. Yes, yeah, she's mm-hmm. my. she's been my girlfriend for three years, but she's at uh, SUNY Buffalo.
8: So you broke
2: up because she's at SUNY Buffalo? Precisely.
8: All right, Aggie. Yeah. Do your parents know exactly how black he is? Because you're a blonde girl.
6: Well, um... Or do
8: they think he's completely white?
6: No, my mom was pretty surprised to
7: find out how dark his daddy really is. Yeah,
8: Yeah. because he's very passable. I don't even know if they use that term now that it's not the 1950s South, but he he would be passable.
7: I know. I love saying to my girlfriends, oh, uh, I'm dating a guy who's
8: Jamaican, but he has blue eyes and blonde hair. Right. So you, but if he was any darker, that would be it. It'd be over.
6: I don't know. I mean, now, did
8: you guys break up when you moved, uh, moved away like
6: that? Uh, no, I've been going to that school for a while, but um, I just don't think distance works for us.
8: Okay, so you're dating too other flirty. guys while you're up there? I'm um, too flirty.
6: <laughs> yeah, you're too flirty with other girls.
9: And, uh, and oddly,
8: you got a little bit of a gay twang, too. So oh, my God, everyone I s- tells me that. Yeah, I, I see him flirting with guys. <laughs> Mm. I, I'll do anything
2: to get myself and further my career. Yeah, I know, be... but we're at the urinal, and I see
8: if I can do that.
2: Listen, I'm 6'5". They only make the wall so high. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm going to peek over. So it's wrong. It happens. You're 6'5"? 6'5". 6'5", and you don't play any ball at all, right? Well, you know you know you grow up around black guys and you're 6 foot 5 and the obvious thing they is make hey, you. do you guys play basketball they make you you know what the funny thing was is that Nothing? i no, yeah exactly when i was a kid i used to play basketball and i didn't notice how society works so i kind of played and then i'm noticing it's getting a lot more darker as i got up in years and, and then, you then you by like high it school much. i'm like you know what i'm not going to be jeff hornisack uh, and have you out. been
8: uh, dating other people now that you guys broke
2: up
9: um no i have not
8: but you got your eye on a white guy up there somebody been <laughs> keeping an eye
2: on
9: I mean, there's always men in my life, but no one really is important.
2: I love how you asked white guy in uh-huh. Buffalo. Like, there's nothing but white guys in Buffalo. Is that right? Buffalo.
8: No, we definitely have a mixed school. You know what she uh, might be able to do is go hang out with Lily for a while. And Lily could uh, take her around and meet people. Oh, Lily we
2: came by last yeah. Friday. Super nice. Super nice lady.
8: Shouldn't you get you- along with everybody, Scotty. You know why? You're, there's something about you not to trust. He, there's, <laughs> he's a constant salesman. All right. Well, it's nice meeting you. He's I'm here. glad you're coming in and hanging out with us today. And let's bring uh, Virginia and Tom over from our Portland crew. Um, they were incredibly impressed with Fez's look today. And here's what I like about Portland Portland embraces the weird, it embraces the strange. I mean, honestly, you could just take a look at this too, and just go like this. Well, yeah, they're trying to be outside. Fezwatli, you see him struggle with it, guys. But you guys were loving the new, new look today in a wig absolutely
10: it's so striking just to have such a a dark dark hair and a white white beard
8: yeah it's quite the contrast and tom you even said across the, even the promenade you said hey who's the freak in the wig
4: that's uh, uh there's a freak behind you uh, uh-huh. in a wig i didn't see one it looked so weird i i, I didn't understand I was what was there going too. on but new it, york you know <laughs>
8: isn't a freak uh, kind of a good thing particularly in portland
10: Well, my husband, uh, for our New York trip, we went ahead and did blonde hair with pink tips. And this is the look that got him yelled at by black dudes saying, Hey, Pinky, and Hey, Cinderella, yesterday. No, because
4: we're in 1982 new york <laughs> apparently
5: so
8: well your look does it does take us back to a happier time <laughs> the well, early 80s where crack rain free and skinny ties could still be seen
4: that's right i'm yeah. trying to bring 82 back specifically 82
8: yeah sure. Not 81
4: or 83 any certain yeah. month yeah yeah uh, may 17th 1982 <laughs>
8: So is there is there a reason uh, that you want the new wave to come back?
4: Uh, uh, you know, well the the new is uh, never new enough. We, we right. need to keep the new uh, going forever, get so, it newer and newer. Let
5: me ask you
8: a question, Cinderella. Is there any? <laughs> it's cotton candy. To you. Cotton <laughs> candy. Thank uh, you, so, yeah. Is there any way that you could help Fez embrace his weirdness? Because his problem is this. Uh-huh. What he wants most in life uh-huh. is to be normal. And that is the least funnest thing about him is to fit in. And yet that's all All you want is to not be unique.
1: Right. And it's like, I, even when I don't realize it, I'm still pulling myself back to normal. Mm. I always gravitate, trying to go back to that need. <laughs> Looking at you right now, yeah. I
4: see exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. I think you're
10: doing a terrible, terrible job. But I want to share with F. you the words of a philosopher. Okay. Good. The words of a wise man. His name is Ron Bennington.
8: Oh. Good. Okay. And the That's phrase
10: simple. is, "Fuck it. Mm. You're not normal. Fuck it. If people don't like it."
8: fuck him in the face.
10: It's pronounced fuck it.
8: Yeah. <laughs> Did you right? say to fuck people in the face? That's my only I've done it. <laughs> That's the thing that I, I haven't said it, but I'm living that. Dave, you're not normal, right? No, I'm not, Ron. Now, do you want to be or you no. feel disappointed?
7: No. That you're not? No, cuz I see like people who are normal and they there's
8: not a lot uh, to to talk about with. I have no interest in the normal people of the world.
7: Yeah, you can't really say much to them. I I can't say, hey, you know, I fucked my kid's hat. Because those are the type of people who call child services on me. And I go, well, (laughs) you're obviously normal.
8: Well, Charlie Manson would also call child (laughs) services on that. You shouldn't fuck a kid's hat, particularly if he's wearing it. Right, (laughs) he wasn't. He wasn't. Too close to the ears. He wasn't wearing it. And then you'll end up fucking his face. (laughs) Um, Fez, you almost had some tears today. Yeah. There was a couple of points today where you were having bad times. Yeah. What was that about?
1: I think I was just struggling to express myself today.
8: One of the reasons is and I don't want to judge, I think the wigs on backwards. I think that... that should be the back of it. Well, let me fix that immediately. Mean, yeah, you, yeah. least... you gotta check the union label on those <laughs> thing. Oh, that's oh, that the funny. wig. <laughs> I don't know whether we'll get a picture of this for the Twitter page. But Beatlemania, if we're going to keep going back, 64. Hey, the
4: Portland top. hipster. Welcome to PDX. Come on in.
8: Do you think that would really give him a Portland look that he's looking for?
4: <laughs> yeah. Ba- now ba- that baseball I have bangs. Yeah.
8: You got to let it go all the way down. You haven't bathed
4: those. in a couple of days, right? Then you're in. Well,
8: the he just figured out, yeah, that looks good. How's that? Yeah. You're going to be my favorite dog in the whole town. <laughs> Very cousin it. But one of the things that, uh, that Fez just found out yesterday is that the wig needs to be washed.
5: Oh, yeah. And he goes, uh-huh. so I go, yeah, sure. it does. And
8: he goes like this. Well, then how is
1: this better than hair? <laughs> I thought it's, you know, it's been a,
8: not quite a month. Now I know he's not doing anything with the underwear. That's what that other smell is.
4: Is he also wearing a wig as underwear? I hope so. I yeah. can't see you. Where are you
1: talking from? <laughs>
8: Fez, let me see you uh, stand up and we'll see the back of it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's much better. It's very pretty. (laughs) Do do most people part the back of their hair? sure. Do you want to be most people? Remember, Fez. Right. You're going away from the normal.
10: See how I fall back into it?
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's like a a limp rear mohawk.
10: (laughs) Now, Fez, if your two choices in life are freak and nerd, it's much better to be a freak because a nerd is just a freak without self-confidence.
8: I had no idea that his only other choice was nerd. That's sad. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever feel like
1: a nerd in your life, Fez? No, I never felt like a nerd. Yeah, you were. You were. Oh.
8: Matter of fact, uh, oddly enough... When I met Fez, he was wearing that tie, the same exact tie. Oh, yeah. Remember? No, Fez, you also used to wear the, the tiny little tie that had the keyboard on it, which oh, yeah. you thought yeah. was Classic. remarkably <laughs> edgy, which like I, everyone else in the mall.
1: And I didn't realize it was clashing with my rainbow suspenders.
8: Well, no, I met you after your Robin Williams years. Mm. You weren't into that at all. You were a when I met you. Yeah,
1: and it, the thing is, when um, thin ties... Don't make you look all that thin. I didn't know. (laughs) I think it makes you actually go the other way. Like the TV puts on
10: 10 pounds, the thin tie
1: puts on about 30.
10: Now, Fez, in in previous generations, which Beatle was your favorite? Beatle would say a lot about you. But Mm. in our generation, who was your favorite Durani?
1: Oh, that would be, yeah, uh, Simon Le bon, I guess. Mm. you
5: yeah,
10: well, went up front, It huh? I yeah, think I yeah. know what your
1: secret is. But yeah, then that was, you know, from fashion. I was trying to get the look down.
8: Or could you only see who's standing out front? Well, yeah, I can't see that Never far s- back to the drummer. Never say that your favorite person in any band is the frontman. My favorite stone, Mick. No, you can't do that.
4: Yeah. Oh, always go the drummer. Mm. Always the drummer.
8: I like to drop an Andy Taylor on everybody. Fuck you, Andy Taylor was the best. Why? Because you people hated him. <laughs> Favorite Stone Dave. Um, I always liked Charlie. I did.
7: Hmm. Just classic. And I am a drummer, so I appreciate. Are you? Because
8: no one's ever seen you drum. Was wow, that the that beginning? Was young
10: Americans. <laughs> yeah, was it was Young
8: Americans? I was going in the same way. Thank, Thank you. Someone's I, caught in the air. Now try to do it on purpose. <laughs> try to do Young Americans on purpose. Americans? Did you guys used to cover that?
7: Uh yeah, guys with ears. That was one of our songs. And
8: by covering it, I mean covering it in shit. That's how you covered it. <laughs> Who was in the green room with you guys?
10: We, uh, well, I wanted to thank you guys for letting us hang out in the green room for three, four hours. Oh jeez, uh,
8: can, can we get back in there? We
10: oh. got. Uh, we're gonna have <laughs> a special. No, we're gonna have a special go home gift. We caught swine flu from the comedian Brian Posehn. Yeah, that's right. He was Ooh. in there and
4: sick as a yeah. dog. Yeah, Posey the membrane. Ooh. Totally.
10: Yeah, he's doing some appearances. He's doing some appearances.
8: Uh, pushing, is he the guy in Sarah Silverman? That's absolutely correct.
10: I actually, my friend Annie Wood is in D.C. I was trying to text him to show off. I'm like, oh, I'm with a very sick Brian Possein, And he was with Steve Agee because uh, he's doing a D.C. Uh, comedy thing this weekend. It's a small, weird world.
8: Uh, you're a comedy groupie. Or, as we would call them, jokies. You're a jokey (laughs) following the comics around.
10: I've got the abusive childhood to back that up.
8: Yeah. Oh, hold on. Fez is excited. He just heard the term abusive (laughs) childhood. Sure. Mm. That (laughs) is the type, and oddly enough, that is the type of person that likes a funny person.
10: They don't even necessarily understand jokes. They just no. are so emotionally damaged that they want to hang out with
8: you. There, yeah, if they say, I really like you and I like, think you're funny, I could always say, oh, really? What age were you raped? Right? <laughs> what age did it happen? What age did the horribleness happen?
10: It's weird. When you do uh, I, the level of comedy I'm at, I'm, I, I'm playing anything from C rooms to F rooms. And uh, I do these small town gigs and when you do this small town like bar house gig you're this temporary celebrity for 24 <laughs> hours and then the girls hit on me as if suddenly being a con- like as if one all comics are lesbians or their sexuality has changed because I had a microphone it's very
8: strange or it's the jacket it uh, could be the, the, jacket jacket. And the manly voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> the jacket just says the lesbian army's here
10: <laughs> we're going to take over yeah. they're marching yeah we're taking positions
4: yeah T is for
8: tit, yeah. <laughs> T is for tit.
10: No, lesbians, lesbians do sometimes like me, Ronnie, but uh, I feel like I'm leading them on, but it's like a superpower I, I never wanted to have. You know, like if you woke up tomorrow morning and you could smell milk going bad from long ways away,
8: <laughs> that's it's no good to me. That would not be the superpower that you want. No.
1: The ability to speak to pandas. It's just not going to come in handy. How do you know?
8: How do you know? How can pandas help you?
1: Yeah, I want to talk to pandas.
8: If I could talk we to could some probably, of the animals, we could
4: probably get uh, Lil Wayne off if we could only talk to pandas.
8: That's P- that would actually be Pa Doolittle. He could only talk to some of the animals, <laughs> which is which is <laughs> odd. Um, Dave, what kind of people would you say overall? Has there been a type that's been attracted to you throughout the years? elderly, and I hate to
7: say that seriously, but old old women are always like, wow, you look like Paul Newman, and I'm like, you're really old, aren't you?
10: Well, and that crosses over into Dave's other big clientele, the blind. Yeah,
7: I suppose. You do well with the blind? I've never... Well, my friend Tom's mom was old and blind, and she was always like, I can't... I love it when David comes over, so I suppose that's correct. (laughs) No, I, I think I do well with... Jesus, uh, there, there is no type. I don't do well. You've
8: never had a type?
7: I mean, I've never had type, and I don't think there's... I dated an English girl, I dated a French girl. Uh, now,
8: Fez, a Jew. Uh, we know that you're holding out, mm-hmm. waiting for somebody right. Exactly. But has there been a, a type attracted to you at any t- point in your life?
1: Um, I'll, I mean, I have to go with Dave, the elderly.
8: Well, you put up such a force field... I have seen so many people try to get close to Fez only to have him slapped- uh, slapped away, and then I would even bring it up to you later and you said you weren't aware that you were doing it
1: oh right, yeah, a lot of times I don't even notice, but the person who sold me my eyeglasses what yeah was uh I bl- <laughs> my sister pointed that out to me, yeah, that that person was very into me. Your
8: sister doesn't want to believe the truth, does she?
1: And um, I think that person was like, you know, uh, past retirement age and selling eyeglasses at the mall was, you know, a second job.
10: You do look very dashing in your eyeglasses.
8: Let's see, put the eyeglasses on.
10: I've never seen anyone
1: struggle with glasses. (laughs) The wig. (laughs) It was hard to get them through the wig.
8: (laughs) I don't know why, but those are, now you look like Racer X, and I, I don't think there's enough room for the eye.
1: Because this wig looks like a helmet this way.
8: All right, HDG is uh, in-house today. Grab this mic. You said that when you first started to listen to us uh, earlier this year, <laughs> uh, you thought that Fez was going to be the easy one to talk to.
5: Yeah,
9: definitely. And that
8: I was going to be the standoff. Yeah,
9: but one. before I started coming out to, you know, the bar nights and the events. And by um, coming out, are you out now? Out you finally now. made the announcement?
5: <laughs> Virginia, Virginia I'm, I'm available. <laughs> For some You've reason, done it again.
9: Virginia was looking right at me when she was making that little speech about the girls liking her, and I couldn't figure out why. Maybe. And she also
8: was looking at you when she had said she had the power to spil- spilt milk or spoiled milk. <laughs> Um, but you thought Fez would be the easy one to talk to.
9: Yeah, I definitely thought, you know, if you come out, Fez is going to be the person that's really approachable and that's easier to have a long conversation with. Mm.
8: And did you find that to be true?
9: Um, he was very warm and approachable to meet at first, but I found it was m- a little bit more difficult to get into an actual conversation with Fez and, you know, to strike up that rapport. Whereas with you, you, you know, you were, you initiated conversations and made it very easy. Well, I'm
8: looking somewhere different than he is. Now, Fezzy, did you, did you know that about yourself that you're not considered uh, approachable?
1: No, not really, because I feel very approachable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how I feel sometimes like at a big group gathering. How's that? Where it feels a little, where I can feel a little standoffish with people. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, I feel like I need to keep moving. Keep, it, that's you know, probably keep, what it was. Keep going, you yeah. know, not get too claustrophobic in and one And then there's
8: also the thing, you don't like people talking about your food.
1: That <laughs> is a problem from, for me.
9: I learned from that, though. But, you know, you were very easy to approach. It was just, it took a lot more time of getting to know you before we would have, you know, like a real conversation, I think.
8: All right, you want to work on it now, and I'll show you how to be approachable? Okay. All right, you'll be Fez. All right. And I'll be just a random listener. Okay. Hey, Fez, big fan of yours. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Uh, I'm Doug. Uh, uh, How much do you weigh? How old are you? How much money do you make a year?
1: I'm going to walk away now, Doug. What's that
8: smell coming from your pockets? (laughs) See,
1: I don't like to give up too much information. It's
8: hard to talk with you. Yeah. Can I see some of those back teeth? Could you open your mouth big?
1: No, I'm Can not. Can I gonna... look
8: under your tongue way I'm back there? No, I'd rather you didn't.
1: See it gets too personal sometimes. Even with tongue talk.
8: What's the one thing you're looking for, Fezzi? We're all here, we're all your friends from two different coasts. Mm-hmm. What do you need? What's Fez need? Um <laughs> Let
1: me think. Just just a really good friend.
8: It's starting to hurt you a little bit, even saying it now?
1: Yeah. Fortunately, this wig's down over my eyes.
8: so. So just to find one good friend this summer.
1: Yeah, that would be
8: nice. I honestly believe this, Fez. I think that there's somebody for everyone... Uh-huh. I think yours died about 10 years ago. Oh. <laughs> Which, I didn't even know. Well, what I want to do is just find a, a gravestone for you that you could go out on Sundays before the game and lay down flowers and go back. Who is that person visiting the grave? You think if you find that one good person, everything will be all right?
1: Yeah. I know it's putting a lot of responsibility on that person. But it do, it just feels that way. Mm. The song doesn't help at all.
8: Why? What's wrong with this song? It's R E M.
1: It's a really sad song. It's a song that always makes me cry.
8: So you're going through a painful time right now. Uh, yeah. You know, the weird thing is, everybody's always tried to think of somebody they could get for you, and we can't think of anyone. But when we bring up names, you never like them. No,
1: usually. I guess I'm a little picky, but... What about this,
4: Fez? Yes, what Tom. about uh, you go for the... Uh, well, you have some walking around money,
8: right? Oh, God, he does. Yeah. He's got every I, yeah, like I save for yeah. a rainy day, Tom, yeah, sure. is what I do. Yeah.
4: I saw under that wig. Hundreds taped <laughs> under it. Sure. And a small firearm. Uh, how about you go for the uh, the sugar daddy angle? Spread some uh, C notes around, and uh, have a fine young thing on your arm Get when look. you want them. Yeah, and then and then you'd say take off when you don't want them around.
10: Buy some drinks, pay for some syphilis yeah. treatments, things like that. That's will attract people to you. And I think the dead spouse angle, I like Is like It's a good one because my mom always said, you know, if a guy has not been seriously close to marriage by thirty, you should write it off. Mm. But if you had a dead spouse, that would answer that question quite neatly.
8: You would be real. you'd do really well as a widow. I mean, you dress like it already. <laughs> and you've let your cabs go. So that could be nice. There's no choice in that.
1: And with this uh,
4: new wig look, you might be able to get Yoko Ono.
8: I saw her in here not too long ago. And I, she was in here pushing something and I pointed at her crotch and I said, that's exactly where Lennon's dick was, right there. <laughs> and uh, Still
9: is. Yeah. And she agreed. Which you can't argue. If
8: it still was, that would be the most exciting thing that ever happened. (laughs) I actually wanted to get my uh, picture next to her vagina, just to say, you know. (laughs) Just to complete my entire John Lennon thing. You know, uh, Fezzy, it's the weirdest thing. I thought I had the perfect person for you. Really? Mm. Who? Rory. Um, But... uh, (laughs) Like a so, little... so awful I know it is but that's why you don't have to completely consider me a friend that's the other thing you get you get that thing of you know what I didn't take care of Ron but he doesn't deserve it either and that's, what we, that's why you and I are going to always be together because we really don't deserve any friendship from each other we haven't done enough that's
1: the secret
8: who else would have us Dave, do you know anybody that would be
7: perfect for Fez? In Inter- um, yeah. As a friend? Just a friend? No. <laughs> that the answer is...
1: You are so bad with any no. sort of code word. you I, wind talker.
8: I gotta... I can't let him do the Letterman thing, because that's what's gotten him in trouble before. We basically had a Letterman situation in here. All right. Well, maybe I can... I think Andy Dick is free. Andy Dick Andy Dick would destroy him. <laughs> That's way too deep into the pool.
9: You'd
7: have a good time though
8: I don't know
9: if you're lo- most people I think do better not looking for friends, but if you are looking for friends, I find people who do that do a do better if they i don't know try to do things for other people like. I don't know. Someone take is out my for, trash. Yeah, someone who's looking for a friend always offers to help move. Do you need a hand? Oh, I hate They're those always, people. All right, I can't ask a random
1: stranger to take <laughs> out their trash. No, <laughs> yeah, but when
9: you meet people that you know, you think, all right, I don't hate this person. You you can try to to be their friend first. So, here's and, what, here is what I
8: want. you because know, you haven't been close to the Fez, so I am going to help you whatever you come up with he destroys to make it look like you've annoyed him so the fact that, that could be you the, problem. the fact that you want to help Means he doesn't respect you.
9: Okay, the first step. If
1: I got to the point where I knew someone well enough to take out their trash and help them move,
9: I'd be already set. I have had people offer to help me move that I didn't know at all. The, the first step is not to let people think you've annoyed them, that they're annoying you. If you make people think everything they do bothers you, people are going to back off.
8: That's, what, that's his life. I do have somebody if you want to do a blind date this weekend. Really? Yes. And I'll hook it up. You want to commit to it? Yeah, I'll commit to it. All right, great. So with the pocket asshole, uh, it's just...
1: I am not dating the pocket asshole. <laughs>
8: Why not? It's a good way to get started. not a person. It's no, hygienic. It's better. It's a pocket asshole.
9: You don't have to help it move.
8: Then It'll be right there in your pocket. Hopefully
1: it's moving on its own. Is the pocket
7: asshole free on Sunday? <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. You're, You're going to want... be at the Giants game.
8: You want on sloppy seconds? <laughs> At the
7: tailgating party.
8: Uh, Fez emails, we get emails. And now,
0: Ron and Fez, the this show is about, you- of the future, oh. brings you.
8: Electronic mail. Mail sent electronically. This one says, uh, this has probably been brought up a million times before, but why doesn't Fez join a dating meeting site that's tailored to the Chelsea crowd? Going to a piano bar and blindly blindly trying to chat up, people seems like it's uh, an approach more suited to 1974. There are resources available. Use them.
1: I have thought about online dating. Mm -hmm. I worry about the stranger aspect of it. Mm -hmm. You know, in New York City, we had the Craigslist killer. You know, which was put. I so I worry about the safety aspect.
8: Well, don't buy an old uh, keyboard from them. Just actually (laughs) use it for dating only. (laughs)
1: And I also, like I said, I wanted why, about- why
8: would you feel more uh, in control in a piano bar? You're still meeting a stranger? Yeah, but
1: at least I'm looking them up and down. Mm. I'm sizing. I'm seeing that they're not so anonymous
8: I, th- to me. I didn't realize this. He has a lot of street smarts, <laughs> Whatley But at least I get to see who I'm dealing with. You, you, I, you yeah. get to
9: see oh, someone you're actually. dealing with if you met them on the internet too. You just see How? them after you've already seen other things. You meet them in a public place. You meet them in a bar. You, you. In other words, you're going to
8: meet uh, like a million people, but then in real life, you're only going to get that down uh-huh. to a couple. Non-killers.
9: And,
1: and then I worry about putting like a lot of information out there, too.
9: Don't put that much information. The same person that you go to meet at a bar, Tell them you 20. might have met them without the computer. Make <laughs> can believe it. You, you well. might have met that same person. In fact, I just
10: think it's a numbers game. Like The odds that you're going to get laid on the computer are much, much
8: higher than murdered. That is true. And the numbers game only takes
1: one on the murder
8: side. The numbers you should be thinking, my friend. Yeah, (laughs) the numbers game that you should be playing is (laughs) there's a coaching you don't normally hear. No, be the murderer. (laughs) But the numbers you should be thinking about is six and nine, my friend. Just
1: (laughs) I'll just type those in.
8: Sixty (laughs) nine. That's have a picture taken with the pocket asshole. Oh no.
1: He's, interest, pocket asshole.
8: Now or if you are going with the nineteen seventy four angle, mm-hmm. show up as Pablo Cruz. Start rocking a seventies look for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? Poco. Nineteen seventy four You want a Poco or you just want a fucking Jerry Rafferty? The rest of the fucking dating game.
1: I'm not sure what these looks are. Do they any of them work with this wig?
8: You Baker Street those fucks. You get out there and you just Baker Street it. You want Andrew Gold? Is that where you're going? Al Stewart, thank you for being a friend. Hey, it's the year of the 69. Al Stewart, that thing.
4: I think he's retired
1: that number.
8: Hmm. So what's next, Fuzz? What's next for Mr. 74. I'm good. I
1: just, I'm just going to keep going back out. I'm going but back
8: dude, out this weekend. I know, but guess what? It's been a year since you shared the secret with me. And it's like a year ago, if you remember, I was very excited because I saw a tiny little plant waiting for it to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's still a tiny little plant. And it seems like you've taken the secret and gently pissed on it for a year. It's not growing. It'll bloom, though. You don't go back to the piano bar.
1: No, no, I'm not going back there. Go to some
8: fucking slice and dice S&M club down on the Lower East Side. Just fucking roll the dice once and for all.
9: Go shopping, get your new look, and ask for help.
8: All right. It always comes back to the way he's dressed. No, any new you look. You and Mike say the same thing. Any
9: new look. You could go 70s. You, like you could go rocker. But just go. even if you don't buy anything, go shopping and ask for help. You'll go meet rocker. some people there. <laughs> go rocker.
8: And
5: get yourself. Go, <laughs> go hobby. Go rocker. Go
9: metal. I'm going
10: to go
4: rocker. Yeah, yeah.
8: The only rocker I could Definitely go is BTR. Yeah. Oh, no. You From can anything. go meatloaf.
10: Just go Galo. Thank yeah.
4: you, Roth. Go, Jim Steinman.
10: Go get some leather pants. Go out in Chelsea and say, "Can you help mm-hmm. me find a club called the Ripcord?" What's wrong with that?
8: Yeah. Well, find fat leather pants somewhere, Fezzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
10: They would
1: think the cow is still wearing the leather moo.
8: What are you worried about? Why put that yourself? That sounds
1: so hot. Do <laughs> me another thing. Exactly. Paris, stop
8: putting yourself down. That's why we're here. We're gonna put you down. You oh, gotta you. be more hopeful. Can I give you another fucking hint when you're at these bars? Sure. Stop eating so much fucking shrimp in front of people. I get hungry watching sports. Ron, <laughs> he's eating a bucket of shrimp, looking around for person not person right for him.
1: <laughs> but why did they put it on the menu if you're not supposed to sit there and eat it?
8: Had five
10: pounds of fucking shrimp. It's okay. He's washing it down with a milkshake. <laughs> One thing that I know about men who My ulcer, about men with secrets mm. is they don't
8: like a lot of fish breath. That's true, <laughs> and you're coming in with a ton of it. Uh, he was actually I mean he went so far with it he was eating plankton, <laughs> which uh, I didn't even know you human could consume such a thing. <laughs> maybe you got to get out of the city. maybe the city's a little too fast for you. Jersey baby. Mm. You want to jersey this thing up? Jersey Dogsy. Spend a dog spend a couple of days with Dogsy. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help. And the streets. rest areas down there. <laughs> Visit the day Pound, Dogsy. <laughs> we'll get Who you fucked in dog- no time. <laughs> 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 I know Casey would be glad. Casey glad to see you rolling in. <laughs> it,
4: yeah.
8: Do you have like uh, cause this thing when you were actually were crying about it, right? Uh huh. You, The thing about you and dating is you want to stop dating for some reason as soon as you start. You just want to meet that right person.
1: Right, just immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, let it go just to, you know, bliss right away.
8: I don't know why it's funny when your friends fail, but it is. I guess it's why you don't laugh when you see a stranger fall down. But if your friend does it, it's the best thing in the world.
1: Why is this song on again?
8: <laughs> you know what It would be really great? If Fez meets someone who just hates us all. <laughs> if Fez finds his Casey. <laughs> it can happen.
7: <laughs> They're out there. Oh wait, for the first time in an hour Dave's not laughing <laughs> Oh, I'm laughing on the inside so,
8: but Let it out That's when it becomes a real laugh That's
10: <laughs> not That's perfect Vincent fine. Price is back from the dead Yeah.
8: Did you say Vincent Christ? Which would be the strangest <laughs> actor ever But a great name for Ben Ladies and gentlemen, we're Vincent Christ I'm calling it Yeah, mm-hmm. All right, that's yours I can't take yeah. it now why are we breaking?
1: We're going to
5: have to break oh, sooner or later. Late?
1: I got to tell everybody about pennystockchaser.com. Is it even real? <laughs> 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 this news just in.
4: <laughs> That's what I'm really here for. All of a sudden, gonna... the
8: words
1: disappeared.
4: Well, you,
8: you've gone from <laughs> farsighted to no sighted overnight. So
1: if you're going to get into the stock market, you might want to check out some of these penny stocks.
8: Uh, a friend of mine got into this fuzzy and lost a fortune.
1: All right, he should have gone to PennyStockChaser.com. I think he did. No, I'm sure they would have given him free stock alerts, the emails, the notices. Uh-huh.
7: Exactly.
1: All, all the information he needs to make sure that he's w- investing wisely in the penny stock market. Mm. Now they've What's got, the name of it? PennyStockChaser.com. Oh,
8: no, he was uh, com. <laughs> he was a gay
1: person. See, that's uh, not going to help you with stocks,
8: but does help you with stocks.
1: It's pennystockchaser.com. Also, you can rely on the experience of their tens of thousands of members. Then, oh, some of the notices that they send out with—they uh, send out their top picks. And in fact, there's one A V O E. Now, that's an oil company. Oil's at an all-time high. Penny Stock Chaser first alerted their members to AVOE at only 10 cents. It's now at 76 cents a share. That's a 660% gain in just two months.
8: Sounds to me like that's a dime stock chaser and not so much a penny.
1: Well, that's where, I mean, that's where it started. That's where the Penny Stock Chaser picked up on it. But that's 660% more that it's worth, and that came off of a free stock alert that you can get at pennystockchaser.com.
8: Do what I do. I buy very low, and I sell very high. Exact opposite of my brother. Well, you'll
1: get that kind of information, I guess, at pennystockchaser.com. Good information. It's always back
8: to that. It's nothing to do with me and my life. It's always back to that with you. Now, there's no guarantee
1: that past performance will be indicative of future results. And Penny Stock Chaser always reminds you to invest wisely. PennyStockChaser.com.
8: But having said that, they can pick it every single time for you.
1: There's no way to lose. No, there's no guarantee that the past performance of some of these stocks is going to happen with all of them. Gotcha. No guarantee. Count on it. No, don't always count on it. you going to get good advice, but there's no guarantee.
8: Take it with a grain of salt, then.
1: Pennystockchaser.com.
8: Best to be doubtful.
1: <laughs> no, you can be hopeful going right. to the website and getting good advice. Because they guarantee. They don't guarantee. that oh, every oh. stock is going to be guaranteed right. so to go up.
8: Necessarily listen to what you hear from those other people. Well, they no, could be wrong.
1: It's... I guess it could possibly happen. It seems like
8: I can't be on the same side as you.
1: That's what penny when stock chaser wants to remind people.
8: All right, give him a call. Could go wrong. <laughs> no, if you. I want mean, there is fed. a chance. There's a chance it could go wrong. There's always a chance. Uh oh, better be safe. <laughs> <laughs> better safe than sorry. That's my motto. But you
1: have a better chance if you're getting the good information and the stock alerts you and sure the free do. advice. You sure do. From pennystockchaser.com.
8: I've joined Fuzzy and look how happy I am. You seem Yay. happy. Yay. <laughs> uh, we got to break here and come back and wrap it up.
1: That's what we need to do. All right. Ryan fast Show.
8: the Rana Fez show uh, about to end here Fezzy uh, last night see if you know this uh, uh, trivia question off the Twitter it's Norman Lear what document does he own what famous document
1: wow um, uh, Magna Carta
8: yes, he owns, the ma- <laughs> yes. <laughs> he owns the Magna Carta you're completely do right do you want it back uh HTG, do you know what he owns?
9: Yes, he owns a um an original copy of the Declaration of Independence.
8: Uh, how can it be an original copy? That's a it's either a copy or the original.
9: Well, you can you can make original copies like if if two people need to have a copy of a contract, you both sign it and you Those kind are the of both original have original originals.
8: All right. Uh, so he owns that place. Wow, nice. But he does have his eye on the Magna Carta, which uh, <laughs> you don't hear. That was uh guest and one yesterday. By Creep, Eight Rows Back. And uh, look what they win, Fuzzy, this entire set. Of, I think it's the first season of all the Norman Lear uh, television programs. All in
1: the Family, *Maud*, Good Times, The Jeffersons. All in this one great Norman Lear collection.
8: Now, what I would get, if I won this, I would uh, put it up on eBay. Take that money and put it into pennysaversstock.com. <laughs> Pennystockchaser.com. That can't be a real name. That's too stupid. Mine's better. Um, here's uh, Kevin in Utah. Whoops, let me try you again. Kevin in Utah, you're on The run of Fez Show.
3: Hey, Fez, if you're looking for someone to be a close friend, why don't you go through that Rolodex of people you spit in their face and turn a cold shoulder to. I mean, uh, Crazy Jen comes to mind.
8: You, well, what are you saying? Because you've fought with a lot of people over the years and stopped being friends.
1: Right, yeah. So those aren't any people that I'd want to date.
8: Mm. Well, not even date, just be friends with. You said you were looking for a good friend.
1: Oh, right, yeah.
8: Speaking of good friends, let me just say a happy birthday goes out to Bri-Bri. Uh, tomorrow is his birthday, and he's done something that I, up to this point, thought was impossible and that's sexually satisfied Kathleen from the Bronx. <laughs> no man has been able to do it. She was the one that could not be conquered until she fell into Sweet Briar's arms, and then Fezzi mm-hmm. melted like butter. Oh yeah, others tried. Many others tried. Four figures, <laughs> and that was still in middle school there in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Kathleen from the Bronx has joined uh, Dave and myself and, of course, bri on Team Philadelphia. We're back in the Philz. That's
1: a tough team, especially going up against the Yanks fans that we know.
8: Well, the Yanks fans, of course. You got uh, Ant, who loves them, mm-hmm. loves them desperately. Uh, the Blowhard loves them through thick and thin. Black Girl Douglas. And, of course, Hard Rock Johnny, the man who came up with the idea of hamburgers and pants. Which hadn't been done up to this point.
1: No, no one would even think of it.
8: (laughs) So, uh, it is a divided nation. We have Kathleen from the Bronx, who basically is under the spell of Bri-Bri, whose birthday it is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Bri-Bri. You know, uh, know, we're we're bringing up Kathleen as if she's special. But any woman that he's ever been with, Bri-Bri, has come back with a, yeah, he crushed it. I'm ruined for other men now. A perfect record. Mm-hmm. They turned lesbian after bride bride. <laughs>
10: he tamed the Bronx tiger.
8: He did tame the Bronx tiger, as she was known for. Also, as being untackle-able. Uh she could not be tackled <laughs> as a child. Maybe that's what he
1: loved about her.
8: Well, we maybe all... that's what
1: the first attraction.
8: You know what he loves about her? What? The same thing we all do, fuzzy. What's that? Her tits. Oh. But beyond that. It's
1: the
8: the essence of her. Right. Well. Yeah. I'm glad she she turned on her home borough. I'm glad she's got no more time for those cheese eaten Bronx fans. I'm sorry. Let's get back to you. What <laughs> what kind of? I know. I, I I took you in a direction you didn't want to go. And on Watley. Write down three things that you want out of that uh, person right out there, and we're going to start looking for it. Just three things. Wow. And don't worry, no one's going to see this. This is just, it's not going to be announced. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
8: It's Mm. an exercise between you and you. Yeah, it is an exercise. uh, I don't know whether you're familiar with The Secret, but you have to let the the universe know. Mm -hmm. You have to let the universe know what you want, and then what does the universe do? Brings it to you. But I'm sure Brian Posehn was thinking about it, I said, I'd like a really bad cold. Uh, what is the na- the new name that they're giving swine flu? They're giving it a whole... H1N1. H1 which is also a
10: great gorilla song.
8: Yeah. It also sounds like a little racist to me. When you get to the N1. You
9: can't <laughs> say N anymore.
8: You can't say N, although, although I do.
9: But if you say just the letter N by itself, it automatically sounds to me like the N-word. So I think they made it worse by using by saying the N-word now instead of just There's saying the con- word. a entation Yeah, totally. or pro it well, not in a word. <laughs> although when you say "n," all right, so uh, oh, I uh earth, So, <laughs> so hey! how would
8: how would you say it? Uh, you, you tell me what you would say.
9: I would use the word because I mean, let it be powerful, let well, it be well, offensive, but, and then people but, will shrug, shrink back from using it,
8: or start swinging. But I, I'm more comfortable right now with the initial.
9: You like saying the N word?
8: Yeah, it kind of makes me laugh. It reminds me of Mark Furman, who's now turned into a really good friend of mine. All right, Fezzy, I'm going over this list because I want to find the perfect person for you.
1: Right. List of three things.
8: Uh, friendship, kindness, large, thick dick. <laughs> Here's my problem.
1: All right. Remember when we said no one was going to hear the list? It was uh, exercise
8: for me. Well, I'm just getting in because there's a problem because you want a large, thick dick and incredibly tiny balls. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I don't think that goes together.
1: I shouldn't have gone over my limit of three.
8: I'm kind of an opposite. Incredibly tiny balls. I thought it was a subset.
7: If it was just small dick, big balls, I'd be right up there.
8: What is that? You've got an old Jewish man's balls, and then you have an old Jewish woman's vagina.
7: Yeah. How do you pull that off? I put the ball in them. I go, here's my ball. Here's some more meat for you. Oh.
8: But hey ladies have a ball. You, you don't like the way he talks when he gets that way when he starts to talk about.
9: <laughs> no, it's the biggest. It's the biggest turn off ever the way Dave talks. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to rub is- my ball on you, ladies. What
8: What is the big biggest turn on ever? Why don't so, you take us that
9: any on Dave stuff? No, but the the worst contribution Dave's made to the world is uh, is the J word. I don't even like to say it.
7: It's proving
4: that he exists.
9: <laughs> <laughs> What's the J word? Hold on, we're having a roast. You didn't know it.
8: This is your roast. <laughs> Oh. What, Jew? Is uh, it jerk-off? Is that what you're no. talking about? What's the J word? Jew? No. The woman who won't use the N word right. now. Jizz. Oh, the jizz uh, word. I hate that word.
1: I was thinking of Jack and Ride.
9: And now everybody who has ever listened to this show feels free to use it throughout the day. So before that, nobody else said jizz? Uh, not this much. Yeah.
8: Yeah. What about his other term, commsies?
9: I hate. Oh, I hate that even more. <laughs> And shitties. I've never heard anyone discard that process more than days. I just, yeah. I shoot
7: jizz, but I sprinkle cumzies. There's a difference. Oh. It's actually the sperm that ah. comes out of me. It's the
8: sperm that comes from your sperm. Exactly. It's as if your sperm <laughs> has sperm.
7: It's like if I hadn't jerked off in two days, you're going to get a, a lot of jizz, baby. Mm. My, but my... if I jerk jerk off a lot, you're only going to get a sprinkle. You, you can't see why Lord word
9: cumzies <laughs> is unsexy?
4: My no, bag full it. of children's hats in there better be okay. <laughs>
7: <laughs> They're not, mister.
9: Are you selling those? Or do you just
8: carry them around? I'll They're just mementos. keep bag of children's hats in here yeah. where I know they'll be safe.
5: It's fucking... Yeah. <clears throat> it's,
8: it's great to have your reputation for the weirdest possible thing. Thank you. Yeah, Fezzy, I uh, can't help you with this list. It's just too much. Too much to ask for? Well, none of it goes with you. None of it, it would have to be the polar opposite of you.
1: Right, that's what I'm looking for.
8: This person would actually have to walk on their hands. To be... <laughs> <laughs> that's too opposite. Portland oh, again. <laughs> they're, they're great, they eat food with their feet. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Let me just ask one more thing, Fuzzy To get back to you, because it's a Friday. and we want to, you know, make a score this weekend. This is all new for you. You weren't looking for anybody until recently. Your whole life, you weren't looking for anyone.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. Never. Never. Nope. Nope. I thought the solitary life. I mean, I, I guess it worked for a while. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, just
8: not anymore. You, so you were really living in like a monk's life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and for the longest time, felt fine with it.
8: Did you ever say this to yourself? I'll be who I am, a solitary man, much like Neil Diamond did.
1: <laughs> no, I never said <laughs> Don't
8: that. Don't
10: know I will, but until I can find me. <laughs> That'd
8: be great if you did. Did you ever say, it I'm It would have been rock, appropriate. Yeah. I'm an island?
4: Yeah, forever in blue jeans.
8: It is <laughs> fine, the sun shines most of the time. Feelings laid back. Maybe you do need uh, a Neil Diamond type. Or even a Screech Diamond type would be good for you. (laughs) Dustin Diamond.
4: Yeah. Uh, A Neil Cubic Zirconium,
8: perhaps. (laughs) We got to push the fact that uh, Molly's won um, the city, what's what's it called? They don't have to, but they won the City Lights Award. uh, The the Charlie Chaplin, the Charlie Chaplin Award. Their City Lights. Thank you, everyone who voted. What what exactly did Molly's win?
9: They won uh, Best Bakery in Chicago on the City Search 2001. Oh, great!
8: They make bread rolls.
9: No, and I'm sure the other bakeries aren't thrilled about that. But they do. They make pastries, cookies, brownies, cupcakes. So it fits. Were they are they all thrilled over there? Yeah, they're really excited.
8: Are they having a big celebration?
9: I'm sure they are. But here's the
8: weird thing. When they celebrate, do they do it with cupcakes? Yeah, of course. See, that's, that would be odd for me.
1: Why is it at this point in the show where you start screwing up the audio, Dave?
8: <laughs> what goes with... <laughs> Can I just ask a question here and get it out of the way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys don't seem to respect each other, right? They don't respect what each other does. When did you start to hate? this? Those crazy people
7: work on their profit have fucked up our show once again, I guess.
8: But why don't they fuck up O&A's show?
7: They do. Or our show when we have Hicks. No, Hicks has been uh, guy We've had people... Uh, bla- he's had audio blasts in the past. That sounds fun.
8: All right. Uh, I really... I uh, just got this in from Kathleen from the Bronx and said, You guys were joking, but he is the only man. That can sassify me. Mm-hmm. She says, sassify.
9: <laughs> Little Clarence Carter.
8: Ossify. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat in Florida, you're on a Fez. Hey
3: there, Ronnie B. Yeah. You know, when, whenever HTG's in the studio, Fezzy perks up. Make the show even better. I know, Zach. nominate HTG for
8: Beanie She's never won one before. I know. Today was Dave's day. She's won like 14.
0: Beanie Cup goes to...
8: HTG. She's won 14. Wow. Congratulations,
9: Pat. Oh. Thanks, Ronnie. She's won like 14. Way more than that.
8: And uh, I will also say this. I have the feeling that you could also satisfy Kathleen from the Bronx if you, if you tried.
9: I, if couldn't you put even, I couldn't even attempt. What is that? Well, everything you said about her sounds yeah, like a it, daunting it, task. Yeah,
8: it takes a while. And that's why uh, it takes so much time that Bri-Bri hasn't had the time to shave <laughs> mm-hmm. or run a comb through his hair. <laughs> Full-time job, that's for sure. One day, well, seriously, we were at uh, Bar 9 and Bri-Bri says <laughs> to me, can I borrow your comb? And I said, oh, I didn't bring one, but I lied. I just was worried you'd break all the teeth out of it. (laughs) You know, Fuzzy, maybe you will look good in a dread wig. Maybe that's where you need to go. I can try that next. When you you turn your wig around, you look younger now. You definitely look like you're in your early 60s. It just looks
1: like I'm walking away
8: from you. That's why. (laughs) That's my dream.
4: Having the Merkin in back looks good, too.
8: (laughs) Just walk away, big gay. You won't. See- oh, I love that. You know what? Do me a favor. Get a hold of Weird Al. Lock him into doing unmasked, and then tell him I got an idea to finally uh, have another hit song. I don't know if that
1: would be quite the hit. Why not? The big gay part.
8: Yeah, because that's not funny. No one's ever laughed at that before. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Dave, you want to do anything for a Philly's weekend, me and you, this weekend? I
7: thought we'd get some hoagies and some (laughs) cheesesteaks.
4: Oh, P.S. I had a vegan uh, Philly cheesesteak yesterday.
8: Well, how could it be that?
4: (laughs) Expert food forgers.
8: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, it... Was the same texture as a cheese steak?
4: <laughs> it was the same texture as uh, cock, unfortunately, but uh, it was delicious. Unfortunately or <laughs>
5: fortunately, <laughs>
4: well. was it really good? Uh, yeah, and uh, actually, it emulated a Philly cheese steak uh, surprisingly well.
8: What did no, they? Are both you guys vegans?
10: Yes. Yeah. I I said, guess what? We're going to be vegans.
4: Yeah, vegish.
10: Vegish.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
8: no cheese even. No cheese. No Don't, cheese couches. No fun. So what's, uh, and you can't even have milk. True that. Yeah. So what's a breakfast, what's a lunch, what's a dinner, regular day? Um,
10: this is the least interesting thing anyone's ever asked me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you, but veganism. I get
8: that every interview I ever do. We can eat veganism, human flesh.
10: Veganism, it, it done right. You can it, it'll it'll lead you to whole foods and vegetables and fruits and whole yeah. grains and the stuff that we should like be eating. I like all that stuff. Um, you can also be a junk food vegan like us, which is how we keep our weight on us. Oh,
8: uh, nice! So you're just eating,
10: you know, uh and,
8: candy, candy, yeah. candy for breakfast. Well, well, oh, no. New York
10: <laughs> is terrible because we've had we've had milkshake, we've had <laughs> soy milk milkshakes every meal, and uh delicious. uh
9: Vegan junk foods.
10: But.
4: Normally, we're just shitting all morning. But
10: aren't the. We <laughs> don't have time for breakfast.
9: For the no. vegan shitting. junk foods. I heard that <laughs> yeah. they're made with a lot of and like artificial things. You don't worry about that at all?
8: What's artificial?
9: Like, you know, Crisco's and shortenings uh, so that you don't have to use the animal products.
8: I don't know if that's true. I, I was into a, a vegan thing for a while. It didn't last, but it was just all crystal meth. And I felt so. <laughs>
10: No clear, Energized. yeah, There's I felt no so, so clear.
8: you know what I didn't need as much sleep uh I kept much more of an eye uh, an eye on my neighbors, and it was just fantastic time for me.
4: That's called the Coney Island diet, isn't
8: it? Yeah, it is <laughs> Coney Island baby
9: I'm fascinated with vegans. I'm just always so curious how you find things to eat how do you how do you fill foraging? Well, what do, you vi- what do you vegans do when
8: we have gatherers. Christmas? Do you do something different?
9: <laughs> yeah, we
10: do a special celebration called Vegmas. and oh, that's uh, nice. it's yeah. It's got its own thing. Uh, we jump over a broom, you know. Uh, we just stroke pictures of the baby Jesus lightly with tofu. It's nice. It's something the family can do. Do you Fancy. cheat
9: on anything? Do you, is there anything you sneak once in on a while? Cheat on my husband.
8: Yeah. Mood-wise. Well, sure, with chicks. When you're down the road, why wouldn't you? Sweet. Yeah.
10: You know, it, I think it's a process of like getting better and better. Like the first year, we were probably ninety six percent, but I would say now we're like, in, you know, ninety seven
8: percent, ninety seven
10: point <laughs> five percent. Uh, except yeah. for the
8: meat, they are Apart right from- on. they doing it all, except for they also have steaks and cheesesteaks.
10: <laughs> sometimes someone will
4: come at me with uh, M Ms, and what am I supposed to do? That
8: you're you know, you you
9: really go. not made come of come stone. On. And M Ms, yeah,
4: a
8: really, birth-
9: you
10: know, sometimes birthday cake because that gets political. That's true. Oh, you can hurt feelings. Yeah, I hurt feelings.
9: I don't care.
8: I don't care who gets hurt. I'm not eating your cake.
10: I hate eating birthday cake. No, but Tom and I, I actually wanted to represent briefly, briefly for vegan. You know, I know there's a lot of rumors going around, and I'm here to say not all vegans are pain in the ass, whiny, crybaby pussies. It's just really the men.
8: Mm, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> You really enjoyed that joke, but didn't didn't want to sound uh, on Mike? Franklin. Oh, Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) The proof is in the pudding. Chocolate pudding. Uh, Franklin actually has some exciting news. He's texted me today, and he did some kind of a commercial for MS or something, and has been picked according to him, by the top ten but by Obama's people, and it may be made into a national spot for, I guess, health care.
1: That's what he wanted in the administration. Yeah.
8: So uh, what it basically is is a commercial that could be called Fuck Anthony and His Viewpoints. <laughs> we're taking all his money, and we're getting pills for it. <laughs> I'm worried about this. Isn't this going to make MS more popular with children? I do worry about that as well. If they see commercials about it, they'll want it. <laughs> I know I know. when I was a kid, I had it in the back of my mind that I'd love to lose a leg. I really just thought... Really? Yeah, I thought I wouldn't have, I'd do less, and whatever I did do would be seem like it was amazing. Like, he's on the ball team. You know what I mean? Like No matter, I just got to show up, and everybody would think I was great. And then I would also have the leg thing that I think would have worked with the chicks. I think a chick would like it if you were missing a leg.
1: Yeah, but how much? Do you go below the knee, above the knee, take the whole thing off?
8: Well, I'm not just going to lose the foot. That would look fucking ridiculous. I have to have a fucking pole going down there. You know what, if I could, I think I'd keep the knee. Why? Does it matter? I just wonder
1: how much is too much.
8: I'll tell you this, I bet you would sleep better. I bet you could just fucking not have that leg always (laughs) flopping over. You'd be able to, like, it would be great to, I bet the people that sleep the best have no legs and no arms.
1: See, I would think with uh, missing a leg, I'd roll out of bed more. There would be nothing there to catch me.
8: What are you, three, still worrying about rolling out of bed? (laughs) It happens. Really?
10: That's what the restraints are for. You still fall out of bed, Grandma?
1: I fall out of bed. It happens. Fell off a cock!
8: (laughs) (laughs) bed. Mm, Well, I've got the list. By the way, the list that you gave me, I don't know why, but I ripped up. (laughs) (laughs) I I shouldn't have, because I know that you cared about it. This weekend, plugs.
1: if you're in Boston, Uncle Inky, he's throwing a party tomorrow night for the beautiful <laughs> Bonnie. That's going to be at Dirty Nellies, that used to be Old Pete's Pub, 108 Blackstone Street in the Haymarket District, Boston.
8: Also, happy birthday to Bri Bri. Happy birthday, big man.
1: Happy birthday, Bri Bri.
8: Happy
9: birthday, Bri Bri. Oh, wasn't that nice?
8: Everybody said happy birthday. Dave, you got anything you want to plug?
7: Uh, the Yankees-Angels tomorrow on Channel 176XM starts at
8: 7.30. Special delivery tomorrow starts at 9 o'clock to midnight. Are you going to be watching the game? Yes. Do you promise not to give away any Yankees bias and stay off Philly?
7: Uh, oh, I'm, I'm watching it just to see who my next opponent is. I love the attitude. This is just, you know, and, and just one quick word to Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley. You know, get some Zs, get some rest. You deserve it, boys. You got out in
8: five games. <laughs> I want to point this out there's uh, an Arctic draft now coming through our ceiling. I believe the roof has been torn off the building.
1: I think what happened was the other day when we complained about how filthy and the vent was and making people sick mm-hmm. that it finally got cleaned, so now air can somehow pass through it oh I
8: didn't know that yeah, so uh, i didn't so they thought that's why O and I were getting sick and you were getting sick. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, anything else we need to plug, Fuzzy? That is it. That's it for us. Thanks. How long are you guys in town for?
10: We're just in town through the weekend, but we're yeah. having the time of our lives.
8: Great. And then you're just taking some coke back to Portland. Mm-hmm. All right. Exactly. I'll be rat holing for you, Ronnie. Skull. Skull. Everybody in Portland will be waiting outside the fucking airport. <laughs> They're landing. They're coming out. No one's following them. Isn't it a great feeling, too, when you're in that situation, when you figure out you're not being followed? And it takes about an hour till you finally go like this. No, we're definitely not being followed. <laughs> All right. See you guys on Monday. I call it Manic Monday. That's the Prince song. And <laughs> hey, that's the of uh, Dubai Show. Donk.